Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined here by Mr. Ultra David, Mr. Tubaware. How you guys doing? I'm doing excellently. I got a new one of these, like, finger devices, and it's oh. awesome. It's super great. I'm having a blast with it. What's new with you, Tubaware? What new stuff is new with you? Oh, uh, I had carne asada fries for dinner, so... Hey. That's pretty good. Sounds yeah. great. I mean, if it's not from one of these, you know, more Mexico border states, I don't know, man. I'm telling you here. <laughs> they're, uh, they're they're decent for Minneapolis carne asada fries. I've definitely had better. <laughs> I've well, congratulations. Them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So All we're right. going to be talking about these topics today. Nintendo. At it again. Oh, boy. The things are going great out there. Uh, there's a little bit of news kind of about KY15. We'll talk about Soul Calibur 6 because Huang came out last week. We'll talk about him and how that's going so far. We have a funny, uh, a funky interview for you today, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Hien Kong is here today to talk about Serial Killers, uh, a game that um, <laughs> I'm super excited to hear more about. Uh, and then we have some 5 5 matchup topics for you today, including the likely winner, it seems. What can devs do to help reward players better for learning how to play the video game? Did you There's just a few spoil the poll? Did you just spoil the poll right there? I, it basically can't lose at this point. It is absolutely <laughs> dominating in terms well, of Well, I want to recount. I want to recount. Oh, well, well, you can actually still change the vote. If you're out there and you are a subscriber to UCTV on Patreon or on Twitch, check your email. You can definitely vote if you don't want that to be the answer. There are four other questions available for you. I mean, we have if some we... other game and community news to get to. There are some tournament results. There is some stuff that's upcoming. I'm definitely going to talk to uh, some of the people from Nevada to get our re recounts going here. So, you know, it'll definitely not happen in time. By the way, that thing that you have, David, looks like a looks like a, a portable trumpet practice. <laughs> yeah, dude, right? It's, it's great. Like, you can decide which one of these to have up or not. And yeah, it's like very, it, I can increase the strength a lot. So it's useful what's for that, but really this is about, how many is about pounds dexterity. How many pounds? It's up to like nine or 10 pounds at, wow. per finger. But yeah, it's it's primarily about dexterity training. Nice. So trying to step up the old hitbox game, you know how it goes. <laughs> By the way, Nerd. have you have you managed to put back my hitbox together or is that just never gonna happen? I mean, I can do it anytime. Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> I got all the pieces. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I just want to make sure. <laughs> all right. I got the pieces for you, buddy. But yeah, let's begin by talking about Nintendo. At it again. Look, we've talked about this each of the last few weeks where Nintendo has done some absolutely head-ass stuff, and we have to talk about it because it is big community news. As uh, frustrating as it is to see it over and over again, they are continuing to do the same kind of stuff. They have shut down the big house, which, uh, of course, is a huge smash major. That is really stupid news. Uh, this week, uh, last week, we talked about how folks in the ARMS and Splatoon communities had their own experiences of Nintendo doing crappy stuff within their community. <laughs> Nintendo <And> head-assery. <laughs> Nintendo's head-assery. And then this last weekend, we saw that in full view. So the story was about Splatoon. And there was the North American Open December Tournament Finals taking place over the last weekend. This is an official Nintendo event, right? That's what was scheduled. But then several of the teams had Melee-related team names, like hashtag FreeMelee, FT Wave Dash, Melee Nation, Slippy, 
element free melee, meleetation, etc. <laughs> very, very clearly supporting the melee scene because again, I mean, they've had experiences themselves that are not positive with Nintendo. Right. Nintendo then canceled the live stream that was supposed to take place. <laughs> now, this is uh, not explicitly because so many of the teams had melee-related team names, but. You know, seems seems pretty plausible that that's the reason. Seems pretty likely that that's the reason. Uh, those the the top teams then just dropped out. They just they dropped out of it. Uh, Nintendo doesn't offer prize money in these things. <laughs> what they could have gotten was trophies and eShop points. Congratulations on your eShop points. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> hey, here's your prize. Use these to buy more Nintendo products. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Uh, so, anyway, they dropped out. Then, Slimy, who's a TO and commentator in the Splatoon scene, and some others helped create a, brand, a new event, just like on the spot, basically called the squid house if you recall the tournament that was destroyed by nintendo was called the big house so congratulations oh, that's man. Cool. That's uh, they had the same team names and stuff the free melee etc they also had an actual cash prize which began at a thousand dollars and by wow. the end of it ended up at nineteen thousand dollars jeez let's go that's actually more than nineteen thousand that's actually legit money right yeah. <laughs> that's super sick eating nintendo dude 100 percent 100 percent and this was streamed. I watched it. I watched a good chunk of it. Oh, nice. Um, okay. James and I talked about this before, but it was part of it was during Tetris stuff, so you you probably couldn't have seen. But, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Is that we, what? Okay. we were definitely big Splatoon heads when yeah. Splatoon One was out, and we both watched it a lot. We actually like talked about maybe commentating it for a while. Uh, we were super into the game, so it's different now. Splatoon Two. There's some different stuff. Some weapons I'm not familiar with, etc. Different stages, but. It was still, you know, it's basically the same game. So it was it was super fun to watch. Some new modes as well. Um, cool commentary. Just it was it was a lot of fun. And yeah, like I said, they raised over nineteen thousand dollars for that. So that was that is huge. Do you go um, Splatoon community? <laughs> right, right. Matcherino, or did they just straight up have people donating to a bot? Oh, you know what? I don't recall offhand if it was Matcherino or not. Yeah. I mean either way, like that's dope. dude. I mean, you probably yeah. couldn't have asked for better publicity for the event. Like, how much you want to bet that the event probably got way more viewers than Nintendo would have gotten had they streamed it just because oh, of that? The entire Melee community probably tuned in for that. It was right? just like, you know, let's do this. So There were several thousand people watching as I was yeah. watching. And yeah, I had the same thought. This is the most that I have heard about Splatoon in ages. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the scene's been doing stuff. You know, I'm just not engaged in it. I'm just not. I'm right. pretty sure yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. So for me, as somebody who has not been in that scene for a couple of years, yeah, this is the most I've heard about it in forever. And it took them basically getting kicked out of a tournament, more or less, by Nintendo for me to hear more about it. So Nintendo is... Look, this sucks, right, that Nintendo responded in this way by shutting off the stream. It sucks even before that because there wasn't money on the line. There were eShop points on the line. There was a... There were... Uh trophies on the line i mean they, they are not offering their community the same kind of stuff that like every esport gets like mm. even if you're not like a major esport like right. you are you get some money here like even if it's just all right players put up five bucks each in a tournament right like even that they're not getting that um so so this is a big win i i mean in, in 
my view, for the Splatoon scene that they were able to A, tell Nintendo to shove it, and B, actually get money as well. And C, <laughs> right. actually get eyeballs in addition to, I mean, I don't want to undersell what they're getting. I just, I don't know. But right. they are certainly, they were certainly getting more eyeballs mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. typically because there were people there from the Smash scene in the chat. I saw a bunch of them. I was watching as well, right? They were getting these different eyeballs than, than usual, which is fantastic for them. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, Nintendo is just, oh, man. I don't understand how how just completely out of touch they are. Like, I mean, you know, you, you, you want to make jokes about old people getting out of touch and stuff. And right now, I mean, Nintendo is basically like your great-grandfather, you know, espousing ideas from, you know, 1890 or whatever like that at this point in time. Because, I mean, there was another tweet. I mean, this wasn't even the end of Nintendo's headassery either, but... uh. Yeah. Uh, I saw Hungrybox retweet this. Uh, let me see if I still have that tweet up right now. I know I linked it here in the in the uh, document here. Yeah. So somebody, uh, let me see, who was it? It was uh, Gilva Sumner, Sunner on, on uh, Twitter said that uh, a few hours ago, the soundtracks for Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, and Mario Kart Wii have been blocked in its entirety on YouTube by Nintendo Japan. And there are four screenshots of about... I mean, this has got to be like 200 email messages of yeah. copyright claim. Your video has been blocked. Snow Mountains, Super Mario 64, you know, etc., etc. And so they've basically just killed all of their content on Twitter as well. And so Nintendo is now trying to hurt their, the, the, the content creators on YouTube who are promoting their game, who let you go and listen to their music on YouTube because they're fans of your product. And uh, it's just, it's wild what these guys are doing. And again, you know, they're completely within their right to do stuff because they're the IP holders and everything. And this is always w legally within their right. So it is definitely within their right to be idiots to be short-sighted, to be completely out of touch. And the modern world just doesn't work this way, the way that Nintendo was trying to make it work. I understand that, you know, they have to be very careful with their IPs because Smash Brothers is Mario, it's Samus, it's Link, it's Zelda, it's Peach, it's Pikachu, and, you know, all these things. And they want to be super careful with it, but... You just don't have that kind of power these days, I feel like. it's. I mean, the next thing you're, you're going to hear is that they're going to cease and desist all of the artists at conventions drawing Nintendo stuff. You know what I mean? Would you I, be at all surprised? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. But also, I mean, I, I guess what I see a lot of people on Twitter that want to argue, like, yeah, it's, it's Nintendo's right. They're doing the right thing. Like, just because you have a right to do something doesn't mean that it's ethical or moral. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, the law isn't isn't the word of God or, or whoever you mm -hmm. look up to or don't look up to, whatever you want to say. Yeah. It, it really bothers me that, that people think that's a, a proper defense, that they, they have the right, so they should. Like, no, man, I have the right to, you know, jump off a bridge, but it doesn't mean I should do it. Like, it's not, it's not the smart thing to do. So. Right. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks for the fans. Yeah, but also that yeah. the the Gilva Sumner, I'm probably saying his wrong name Sumner. wrong. Um, yeah. He's had songs up on YouTube for a very long time, and this isn't the first time they DMCA'd him. Mm. It's like the mm -hmm. second or third time they've done it to him. So, 
Nintendo's not providing something. This guy is ripping you songs and providing something to the fans. Yeah. Nintendo's taking it away and not giving anything back. Like, that's the worst part for me. <laughs> now that they're claiming their rights, like, sure, whatever. Make your money. But, like, then go make your money. Offer the soundtracks on Spotify <laughs> or something. They're just taking it away and saying, no, you don't get to use it because we say so. Right. Yeah. That's the worst part to me. It's just the classic misunderstanding of why people pirate things. People aren't pirating things to be a jerk to you, owner of IP rights. They don't care about you. You're not the point. The point is that they'd love to access something that you've made or else paid other people to make. And they would, if you gave them the chance to, in many cases, in the majority of the cases, they would give you, they'd toss you a buck, right? They'd toss you more than a buck. Almost all of us now are subscribed to like at least a couple of different Hulu, you know, Netflix, <laughs> yeah, whatever, right. Disney. Like we're all doing that. Even though, could we get that stuff for free? Absolutely. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but we're just the convenience of being able to like turn on your TV or your phone or your computer or whatever and watch any of that stuff is good enough that we're paying for that. But right. if they made that overly difficult, yeah we would definitely go back to piracy, of course. Because the issue is that it's just about whether you're offering the market or not. And if you're not, then people within the actual community are just gonna do it themselves, is basically what it is. Uh, so so this is, I think, a great, this is a super important lesson for Nintendo that they need to learn, that they have never learned. And it's not just about music on YouTube. This is the same kind of mindset with respect to their interfacing with the community for tournament games. Yep. Uh, so their their way of handling melee and the things that the community is doing is the same mindset, right? The community there has figured out a way to play and have tournaments even during a pandemic by creating online play. That's good. And Nintendo misunderstands that as something that needs to be shut down or as something that is an attack against them when right. it's not. The melee scene doesn't care about. They're not trying to piss off Nintendo. Of course, <laughs> they're just they're just trying to play the game that they like. And if Nintendo would just give them a way to do that, Nintendo would like, yeah, here's melee on the Switch. It's exactly the same game, right? It's the same exact thing. Here it is, 100. It's just a straight up good port, no additional anything. Of course, people would buy it. Yes, of course. I mean, look, but they don't give that opportunity, so it's. People are going to get their hands on things, okay? That is the truth in a world that's all digital where the marginal cost of something is zero. That's just the facts. Mm -hmm. And we've been living in that world for most of my adult life. Most of my life. Most of our lives at this point. This is not- Not me! No, I'm just kidding. also <laughs> you! This is not some new phenomenon, right? The internet's been around in a popular public way for 30 years. It's old! And they still haven't figured it out. And I just- have no confidence that they're going to at this point. And as a result, Melee suffers, Smash Ultimate suffers, the other Smash games have suffered, the Splatoon scene suffers, the ARM scene suffers. People who just want to watch or listen to music as they're doing whatever work they're doing or walking around in their day, they suffer. Everybody suffers because this one stupid company has the law on their side <laughs> and we're just stuck. We Look, can't do anything about that. I yeah. just I just want to you know um, a tiny sidetrack here, but again, this just makes me want to praise Arxis all the more, you know, yeah. with the Guilty Gear, reload rollback netcode project 
And, you know, this isn't on top of like years ago where they were just like, here's a beta that you can test out of Exerd. And you know what? You have the full game, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. that one point in time. And then now they're like, oh, you're trying to put rollback into our game through your own community means. Let's pay you to do that and sell it officially <laughs> and hire you. And you're like, right. and then they kept the beta of that. Like the beta was supposed to stop. But it was so popular and people were playing it so much that they were like, eh, let's just keep it going, <laughs> you know, for for uh, plus R. Yeah, for XX plus R, Guilty Gear XX plus R, I'm sorry. But like, you know, it's just like, it's so great, dude. I mean, and then you look at what Nintendo's doing and, and that's the thing, right? We usually blame like, oh, Japanese companies and blah, blah, blah. And we'll get to this in a little bit. You know, even the KOF guys are talking about how things are so different now, right? And so to have Arxis realize that it's, it's not the same world that we used to live in. And so if these people want to go and make these upgrades to our product, let's just pay them. If Nintendo wanted to pay some of these people to, to put that rollback, like they should just buy Slippy, put it on the freaking Switch and, you know, be done with it. And how much money would they make on that? Like that? <laughs> Probably a lot. And obviously there would be... They did that, but... Yeah, I mean, obviously there's rights issues, you know, they'd have to renegotiate a bunch of contracts for some of the characters or whatever like that. But their Nintendo, they own like 99% of what's on Melee. That one didn't have yeah. as many guest characters, right? There's no Pac-Man and Solid Snakes in, in, in Melee, so... I, I, are there even any guest characters in Melee? I don't think there are. Uh, They're all Nintendo. You can, Unless you want to count Pikachu and Jigglypuff. You, you kind of have to count everything that's Mother slash Earthbound related. Uh, so Ness and those characters, because they don't have the rights to the music and a bunch of other stuff for Earthbound. So, Well, they didn't have trouble for 64 or Melee or Brawl or mm -hmm. Ultimate or 4. So I, I don't see why they would have trouble getting the rights. Right, exactly. No, it's... They, I, I do know that streams don't stream the music from the Mother games, for example. They are actually cognizant of that. But anyway, I'm sure Nintendo could work it out. They they would need to do more than just if they just put Slippy on the Switch, like people would be pissed. I think rightfully. But mm -hmm. if they did something else, like put just a good version of Melee on there, and it couldn't just be like some crappy emulator, right? Like that that would not cut it. People, if there were any differences between Melee and whatever the Switch version is called, people would be pissed about that. It would need to be the same in an actual way. But that's doable. I don't know. I'm not. A, programmer i assume doable <laughs> i i it, it uh, yeah it has to well be. I look, assume here's the thing yeah. right i mean we have the dolphin the dolphin emulator exists yeah buy the the dang thing you know what i mean like it, it's gonna be good for you to have that emulator so that you can put it on switch for you know virtual console stuff and they're they were probably gonna put it on their mini gamecube that they're gonna sell in the future anyway like they did with the mini nes and the mini snes right they just took that they like literally practically just took the existing emulators out there i mean just at this point in time i mean why not embrace the work that these people are doing for you obviously there's a lot more to it than just straight up like, oh, do this. It's like, you know, talking about changing rollback netcode or whatever. Like there's a lot of work, a lot of legal weirdness going on there. But Nintendo is a company that obviously has the power and the clout to get a lot of things, these things done. And they would just build so much positivity 
I mean, wouldn't it be better if all of us were like, we love Nintendo. Look how great they're doing all these things. Let's buy Nintendo stuff instead of people being like, I think we should stop supporting Nintendo. <laughs> now, okay. obviously, the, the the melee scene, whatever, the, the eSports scene is like a, a, a drop in the bucket for Nintendo, right? And they piss off this scene. They're not losing any money. Um, but still, it's just, it's it. you could make more money, I think, if you, if you did that. Yeah. Totally, yeah. It, when people even use the argument that their that Nintendo is trying to make as much money as possible by doing these things, even that's not even right. There, that is not what Nintendo is doing here. Nintendo's idea is not how do I make the most money; it's how do I control my properties the most, which is not yep. the same. those are not the same mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, results. To make the most money, you would need to offer more products to people, mm -hmm. and there are things that people would love to buy, not just the you know, redone melee or switch on switch version melee, but also like the songs that are have now been shut down on YouTube. People would buy these things. Absolutely. Dude, I, it's I'm on Spotify, instead... man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Put them on Spotify. I, I tell you, and if they just that Nintendo is trying to control things because they believe that they should. This is the opposite, I think, of what people think when they think about why a company is doing this kind of stuff. It is not to make as much money as possible. It's because they subjectively believe that it's best if they control everything as much as possible. These are two competing philosophies, okay? You do not, sometimes they will have the same result, but the competing philosophies of how do I make the most money or how do I control my things the most? Those are not the same. I tell you right now, if Nintendo sold an app on a mobile device for $5, that was a Spotify just for Nintendo, for, for the entire, Smash Ultimate soundtrack, I would probably buy it. <laughs> I would probably. But now you can do it with your Switch. They, they have a radio mode on there, but like just yeah. put it on your dang phone and I can oh, just yeah, be like. Walk around with my Switch. Dude, let me, <laughs> let me listen to, you know, Mario 64 music right now because I feel like it. Like, yeah. dude, that's. You know what's funny is I, I imagine somebody from Nintendo being like, yeah, why don't you walk around with your Switch? Because you can. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I feel like they're like so dumb about it that that would be their response mm -hmm. rather than putting it on the phone. Anyway, what a pile of idiots. Uh, I'm. I feel bad for the scene, not just the Smash scene, but the Splatoon scene and the Arms scene. Anybody who's tried to play a Nintendo game competitively, they clearly have. Uh, you know, I don't have any expectation that Nintendo will change for the better at this point. Uh, so I, I just, there's not a great solution here other than just to say. Nintendo really sucks. The game development side, obviously legendary, right? Everything other than that, it's just really bad. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad, For sure. bad. Sucks. For sure. Sucks. Womp womp. All right, enough about All Nintendo. Right. About, enough about Nintendo. No, I'm good and depressed. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned that we would talk a little bit about something about this a little bit later on. Well... KOF 15 has uh, a bunch of new news that that has come out. Uh, they've announced that an official trailer for King of Fighters. This is like the first update to King of Fighters that we've got 15 that we've gotten in a long time. Uh, we were expecting a bunch of stuff during that roundtable that they did earlier, but uh, nothing really came there except for them going, "Uh, yeah, we're working on stuff." But we finally got a teaser, and the producers talked about it, and an official date for a reveal trailer with a lot more information. We'll finally get a chance to see how the game looks on January 7th. 
And uh, my birthday, baby. Well, January oh, 6th, but that means it's the seventh in Japan. So I'll probably get to see the trailer <laughs> on my birthday. Nice. Nick, dude, nice. What a, what a cool 40th birthday party you're gonna have. 40th, Jesus, man. I'm 33. Well, be 33. I'm not quite <laughs> the big four O's yet. So they did have this short little trailer, like you said. Producer Oda, creative director Ogura were there. They showed a new logo. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's also, important. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, for them, it's important. They also showed Kyo, Benimaru, Shone, K-Dash, and Leona. Uh, well, they primarily talked about the first three, but there were, like, little snippets of, like, kind of... Single frame. <laughs> yeah, single frames, right, of, like, this is what, like, the characters are in there. Like, people had to... I didn't see that at first, right? When I was watching yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't notice that at all, but... I saw I saw screenshots of that. Yeah, they on. snuck it in there for people to find. Let's just put it right. that way. So right. and to get more of the discussion going, and I think that's really smart. I think that's cool. So totally. Well, it just it just looked like concept art, right? It wasn't like actual. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just concept. No, no, no. But no. you know, they're like, we're revealing three characters, but they really revealed five. You know, it's just that kind of thing. So, but yeah. uh, but a lot of the stuff they've been saying, I mean. They know what the reception for 14 was like when the graphics first came out. So the fact that they were here on stream and you could tell they were scared to say a lot of things, but they were like, we're putting a lot of work. We're trying to make this the best kill. Like we're trying to, we we really think that people are going to like this and blah, blah, blah. Like the fact that they are willing to even go that far. I mean, I, I, I feel like my hopes might be getting set up a little bit too high. <laughs> I think so too, James, because how many game devs go, we're really making something mediocre here. Like, people <laughs> yeah. might think it's okay. We hope they think it's all right, at least. Right. Of course, they're going to say it's, it looks amazing. Yeah. But yeah, we're, I mean, we're like half trying here. We're not really. <laughs> but I mean, I tell you, man, they already know what the res- If it's anything like you know, subpar quality like 14 was, they know they're going to get eaten alive. And so, you know, it's the the fact that they're like, I don't know. The, like I said, it seems like they're a lot more aware these days, right? I mean, just some of the stuff that, uh, you know, they were saying during the conversation, even about rollback net code. And, you know, they were talking about how before they just cared about making sure it worked in Japan. Japan's not that big, you know, there's okay, not... Here's what, here's what they said about that. So okay. Oda was asked... Uh, what's changed in fighting game development since the 90s? And part of what he said was, the requirements for online games have changed. A few years ago, players mostly demanded a stable, high-quality networking experience in Japan. But more recently, players will want us to use rollback netcode, etc., to create an environment where you can play from a longer distance. I think these appeals have changed a lot from what they were before. That, that was his view. In my mind, this is the response of somebody who just wasn't paying attention. Yep. Uh, I, in, in fact, like when I when I read this, I my response was not, "Wow, that's great." He's trying to make rollback Neko. My thought was, "Are you serious? <laughs> you, thought, you thought this was okay when KOF 13 came out and it had terrible netcode? What year was that in? That was, I don't know, most of a decade ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a while when that game came out. All of us were like, "Wow, this netcode is awful." Yeah. This is terrible. This is not at all what we need. Like at that time, this is way before rollback was in. And you know, I have AI, a lot right? of trouble believing that it worked in Japan too. Like yeah, I, I don't, sure. I don't think that netcode worked anywhere. Exactly right. So I read this and I was not 
impressed. I was the opposite of impressed. I mean, the, the thing about it is, though, that's why I liked the roundtable because they were talking about it. They're actually using the words when when the Dragon Ball producer came out and actually said, "We know you like, you know, that people want rollback." Like it's on their, it's on the tip of their tongues now. They're actually saying yeah. it. They're talking about it, which to me, yeah. like I said, is and, and, and again. Sadly enough, the silver lining of the pandemic, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I don't even know if they would even be talking about it now. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So that's kind of how I look at it. Like they're acknowledging it exists, right? It's not like they're just like, what do you think about rollback netcode? Well, our developers are good at what we do. You know what I mean? It's like, no, they actually acknowledge rollback, which to me, especially for a Japanese company, is already like a huge step up above what we've gotten in the past. So I don't know. I like I always try to look at things more optimistically. I'm happy to see that they're even discussing it. And hopefully that means the game will have rollback netcode. So yeah. Oh, well, I, I agree with that. I think that I, is yeah. it, it portends decently for the future. I just come away from this thinking like less positively about his past work. But hopefully for the future, it will be better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> The way I'm, I'm thinking Japanese developers are thinking is, yeah, we know people want rollback, but it's a little bit too late to add it to the games we're developing right now. So maybe like the next game will have it. Yeah, is when I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking. I, I feel like Arxis is gonna kind of. I guess you could say Capcom led the way with that, right? I mean, yeah. Street Fighter Five and MBCI yeah. had it. They just didn't um, do a good job with SF5, but... Well, it's playable now, man. I, I actually, as much as I've played Street Fighter V recently, wow. I think the netcode is actually okay. It's not bad. It, it no, could be better. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We, it could we be better. We too often say that it's terrible when what we mean is it's not as good as rollback as other games are. Yeah, exactly. It, you it's know, it, it's, it's not way above, like, AI. previous and, Tekken. It's way above Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, it's... Way above KOF, you know, but <laughs> it, and and Sam Show. There's a lot of games that it's much better than, but it's also like not even close to being as good as actually well implemented rollback netcode can be. So right. I'm hoping that Strive has really good netcode. I actually, I'm very confident that it will with Zynac being there and working on it and basically telling those guys like, hey, this is what works. Here's what doesn't. Right. Um, and then after this generation, I'm expecting every Japanese game to have it. But for now, I can't really expect. KOF 15 to have it. I, I think it may have been too late in their eyes to go back and change it, especially with the way they've treated Samurai Showdown. Mm. The way they treated Samurai mm. Showdown gives me no hope for KOF 15 in terms of like UI and online play and things like that. Uh, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that they prove everyone wrong and KOF 15 is amazing and yeah. everyone that wants to play it can play it. But just, you know, seeing their mo their very recent past doesn't give me hope for the future, the near future at least. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what went wrong with Sam Show and the UI. It's just super strange. It, it's so super wonky, strange. Man. There's I, and yeah. even K, like KOF games don't have that kind of UI problem. Yeah, you know, they have, I don't know. I mean, they just for some reason Samurai Showdown thought, hey, this will be a great idea to give both players their own character select screen you know as opposed to having the one character select screen and having two cursors on it they thought let's actually put one for each player so we've run out of space so we're gonna put a second page yeah, for our characters which is just it's mind-numbing like as anybody like when i was working at my last job i was in charge of the ui for uh our automation and 
as a UI designer, like that that hurts that 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 gives me heartburn. Dude. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. And, then, and like the and that's not even just a character select. It's like training mode, and the menus are really hard to operate. Yeah. I they really hope they left that project. Team. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't expect KOF to have those issues. I feel like I, I hope not. Man. Weird. I hope not. I don't, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Um, hey, what other characters do you do you think? Like, I love. I love how they phrase some of these things. Like, Kyo now has. Did he have? He has a bandana now or something? Like <laughs> that he's always had. <laughs> Complete yeah. redesign. Guess what, everybody? Yeah. Who else is going to make it into this game, huh? huh? Well, uh, big uh, picks. Do you think Eeyore is going to make well, well, it? Is that yeah. what well, so what's interesting, though, because, you know, uh, I was talking to Olaf about this, and, you know, Olaf is a big SNK person. KOF 14 had a lot of brand new characters. There was a right. lot of new characters added to the game. So who knows? Maybe 15 will do the same thing. And let's also keep in mind, I know we're running out of time here, but they also said that the team formation system is going to be different in this game now does that mean they're going to go back to an 11 or you know one of the forms where they have assists or is it right. going to be like an active swapping thing like what if they tried to turn it into a more like less oh, less chaotic no. marvel kind of game or something James, they're gonna have active switch like marvel infinite and it's gonna be the worst game no way no <laughs> they saw marvel infinite like, like this is a really pretty game also, great mechanics. We're stealing everything. It's gonna, it's gonna be KOF versus. <laughs> I mean, I'm just really curious about it because it sounds like they're doing, they're they're trying to do different things with it. They probably could have a lot of potential new characters. Shune is now the uh, officially the the protagonist of the game. He was introduced right. in 14 and such, and this is the new story arc, etc., etc. There's always the story arcs. The Ash arc ended, and so we're in this new story arc. So you know. As much as we like to think that, you know, KOF kind of just does the same thing over and over and over again, it sounds like they might try to do something pretty different. So yeah, they, we'll, they, we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of different stuff, can we talk about this new mechanic, Huang? Yes. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, what's going on? So Huang came out last week. We just basically mentioned that he was coming out. We haven't gotten to talk about mm -hmm, him on the show yet. Mm -hmm. Tell me if you don't think this is one of the most unique and sickest game mechanics that has ever existed for a fighting game. I don't think that this has ever existed. I really wow. don't think that anybody's ever done this before. He has a okay. special life force meter, which is represented by Yin Yang symbol in the corner that starts at four. He has certain moves that are really powerful and as he uses them, it drains the number down. So some of them are buff moves that'll drain it down one. He has things that'll drain it down three. He has a 6-6-A, six, six dashing A that if you go into the stance, it has this follow-up attack. It actually drains it by two and it can go into negative numbers. So it starts going into negative one, blah, blah, blah. It can go all the way to minus nine. Now there are certain moves that you can use to build it up. So you can go into modes so that if you get sent into critical mode, you gain a life force back or if the opponent activates their soul charge you gain life force back and so you can build it up that way but the thing about it is at no point in time during the round are you penalized for using any of these moves it goes all the way down to from minus nine to nine and maximum it affects the next round so if you get drained out if you decide to go crazy and use these super overpowered move and drain yourself to minus five, you start the next round at with 80% life. Like you <laughs> actually just have 80% life. If you're at one or two, you gain super meter. 
you gain soul charge meter. If you drain yourself to minus nine, you start the next round at 50% life. And what this means is if you get to the fifth round, you can just go ham because there's like nothing to sacrifice. So in that okay. round, you're just like, I'm going to just go at minus nine and I couldn't give a crap. And I'm just going to go absolutely ballistic with every broken move that I have. So at the fifth round, you can just go ham and he's like super ridiculously powerful. Like there's huh. never been a mechanic that has affected the next round of your life like that outside of team games and stuff. And I just... What if, what if that fifth round is a draw though? That's great. I think the I think the, I think the game ends <laughs> what if, actually. What if you go all out? You go Super Saiyan and bra, and then a draw game, and then you do another round, and then you're just like, oh crap, I'm I'm at fifty percent life now. <laughs> Get wrecked. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't the, know if the game ends or not. I have no idea. I'm just. You know, I mean, that could that happen, yeah. but it's, it's that'll be really funny. It's an absolute fa fascinating mechanic. And what's really interesting, too, is, you know, Huang hasn't been back since Soul Calibur 3. And from what I had gathered from everybody talking to me about it, Huang was actually a pretty basic character. But in this game, they just took him and just threw him into this crazy land. They're basically saying he's practically a new character. And this yeah. whole mechanic has never Ooh. existed before. And it's just, it's super fascinating. And I, as I was looking at it, I was like, that's really interesting. And I don't know, like uh, to me, yeah, it, 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 it's, we can't, like, we don't know yet whether this is going to be broken or kind of dumb or works out. But I love when people try crazy shit like this. We talked about this before, you know, you know, what archetypes haven't been created yet. Well, here's a great example of a system that we've never thought of. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking of too when you brought this up is we had that question a few weeks ago. Right. <laughs> remember when I said, well, how can we know until it gets invented? Well, here we are. Yep. We're in that exactly. land now where something new just got invented. That's really yep. cool. And, and I, I think that's really cool. I, I, I'm really fascinated and I love that they're doing this. All the new characters that they've put in there all of a sudden now have, you know, their own special custom meters and stuff like that. Like Setsuka has her own meter uh, that's unique to her. For for Haumaru, they were willing to put in a butt. Like he has Rage and he has Isen, you know, in right. that game and everything like that. That they're, they're just willing to try crazy things. And we see this in so many fighting games now. When the game comes out, they're like, let's play it safe. And then as the game gets older and older and they know what they can get away with, all of a sudden the characters start going kind of wild. So... Yeah, uh, I, I I really. It also. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say it also just gives players time to get acclimated with the game. Yeah. Before yeah, they yeah. go a little bonkers, you know. Yeah. But I I wouldn't even say that. Caliber felt like it was taking it easy. Yeah, it's true. Were, even at launch, there were a bunch of characters. I mean, some some returning, right? But some new mm -hmm. that were already like pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Just right off the bat, and, and I, it... I love that about this game. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. I mean, of course, we've talked about this in the past as well. We all love the idea of these weirdo characters. That's one of the big draws for me in a bunch of different mm -hmm. games. And it certainly is a big draw for me in Soul Calibur as well. And it's crazy, too, because, you know, obviously this is a brand new patch. It's actually too early to say how this patch is going to affect things because it is not a small patch. This patch right. changed a lot. I know I talked about this last week, but Talum 
She's never had a custom little icon next to her name because she never had any sort of crazy extra little power-up. Now she does. She actually has a power-up that can extend the range on some of her moves until she gets knocked down, and then she loses that power-up. It's almost like G, his V-Skill 2, or I mean, the presidentiality meter or something like that. But yeah. for a character that's been there since the beginning, they added a brand-new mechanic to the character. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like... <laughs> this is not a small patch here, but uh, right now most people are still trying to evaluate it. They they feel like uh, I was told that Setska kind of got a little over nerfed. That uh, Astaroth might have actually gotten a little nerfed as well, unfortunately. Uh, but for the most part, it seems like uh, like the, the the characters who are super strong, like Amy, got a little nerfed, so she might not be considered number one anymore. But characters like Zass, who were like number two before the patch, got a couple of buffs. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But again, the game was pretty dang balanced in the previous patch, and so you know. Even with a character like Zass getting buffed, it might still be pretty balanced overall. The game, for as crazy as the characters are that it is, as nicely balanced as it is, is really impressive. So, uh, obviously, like I, I'm, I'm a little giddy and excited about it because I've been playing so much Soul Calibur. I just did the casual session yesterday, and oh god, the game is just—I'm having so much fun with that game. Like I haven't cool. had this much fun with a fighting game in a long time, and, and I think it also comes with just my own expectations that I'm not great at the game so like I'm I'm okay with not doing well but even then I feel like I'm getting much much better even with each week that goes by and it's 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 exciting cool. it's it's fun you know I feel like I'm learning a lot in this game and it's like I said, I, I can gush about it for a while, and I don't. I don't want to take. Up all, I don't want to take up all the time gushing about Soul Calibur. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you're the Soul Cal player here, really. So yeah, for sure, dude. Gush yeah. all you want, man. Yeah, definitely. That mechanic does sound really cool and interesting, for sure. I'm yeah. Very curious to see how that plays out yeah. in terms of whether it's strong or too strong or not strong mm -hmm. enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's cool, yeah. It's cool, nonetheless. Yeah, it's, it's better netcode. That's all it needs now. So, what Soul yep. Calibur Six needs now is one better netcode and two a season three announced. Like, if we can get an official yeah. season three announced, because Huang is the last character for season two. This was he's taken up the right. last slot. There hasn't been any word on any season three yet. If we can get a season three, and hey, we're trying to add Tekken's new netcode improvements to the game. Like for me. Like, if I didn't have to do all the Parsec stuff, I would be totally happy with that because then I wouldn't leave the <laughs> server on for a week by accident and be completely depressed. Oh, no. <sighs> yeah, let's, uh, let's not do that again, Jim. <sighs> God. Do you, you think that you're going to get a Season 3? Like, how do you feel as a Soul Cal community member? Uh, as a new Soul Cal uh, community member? I mean, again... Uh, we were surprised we got the season two with the way Okubo like completely trolled us at Evo uh, that year, and uh, they said that Soul Calibur Six is the third best selling Soul Calibur game of all time. You know, compare when you're when Soul Calibur two and one are the two that are ahead of you. You know, that just basically means you're doing good. You know, right. <laughs> so let's hope. 
let's hope that this means that they are going to do this. And like I said, the, the amount of work and effort they put into like Haomaru and Huang and stuff like that, I hope that means that, you know, it isn't them going like, well, this is our, you know, let's, this is our bow out character. You know, hopefully this means we're getting good at this and we want to do better for season three. So <laughs> I hope so. I really, really hope we get a season three because like I said, I, I'm enjoying the game way too much right now. It's, it's, it's yeah. what I've been looking for in a fighting game for quite some time right now so look and, and by the way even if it doesn't get a season pass again a new one i hope that you guys will keep playing oh yeah oh yeah for sure but it would just be a great way to because it's funny I, I talked about this last week that so many people have told me soul caliber was kind of where they started with fighting games and i think season three got announced and was like and we have better rollback code it could just be the biggest shot in the arm for the community you know because there'll be so many more events and all these people will be i'll probably start trying to run way bigger tournaments than the one that i'm running right now i just don't run as many tournaments because i have to i have to spin up five parsec machines you know and like that's not cheap <laughs> so hmm <laughs> All right, cool. Anything else to say on this? Uh, nope, that's all I've got. All right, very good. So are you intending to take a break before we go to the interview? Yes, let's take a quick break first so I can get this all set up. But, all right. Uh, we're going to have an interview with Hien Kong coming up after the break. This might be not a person that you've, you've known about in our community, but he is the, one of the lead pixel animators for the upcoming fighting game, Serial killers, and uh, we're definitely going to talk to him about that. So, because what started as like a kind of like a jokey kind of project is turning into something real, and so we're going to talk to him all about that after this break. Yeah. So, don't go anywhere. Ultra Chan needs those ten cents. Ten cents, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we could definitely use ten cent, but that's not going to be happening anytime soon. So. Tencent buys on Ultra Chan, I quit. <laughs> wow, just like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up, dude. Bought out Ultra Chan, I would quit too because I wouldn't have to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. See, I wouldn't necessarily quit because then I would be serving my Chinese overlords, right? So, you know, <laughs> that's the idea there. Oh, man. Nintendo sucks. Yeah, for sure. All right, so what I'm going to do now here real quick is uh, let's see if Hien can get himself unmuted on here. And I'm going to go to the interview screen and make sure I get him into our screen here. Come on, XSplit. This is a new computer. There's no excuse for you to be behaving like this right now. Wow, the Supreme Court denied a request from Republicans to block certification of the election results. Yeah, man, I put that Hello. in the chat earlier. Not nice. in our chat. Hey, what's up? Ken? Hey, how's it going? Hello. Good, how about you? Good, I like, you guys can't see me right now, but I'm cheesing out right now because, you know, I'm talking to James Chan and Ultra Dave right now. No problem. We're not important, it's okay. Yeah, happy to have you on, for sure. Uh, it's a cool-looking project, man. I, I like... 
I grew up watching you guys commentate Street Fighter 4 throughout nice. his lifetime. So I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Listen, got you. Don't right. inflate these guys' egos, all right? Those <laughs> egos are very high. They don't dude, need I don't know if you can inflate my ego, dude. You know me. Uh, what's your that's, Twitter? That's actually true. What's yeah. Your... yeah, and me either, but for the opposite reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's already at the top, right? So what's your Twitter again? Is it just Hien Kong? Yeah, just Hien Kong. Okay, there you go. All right, guest Hien Kong. We've got you on there. So let's see here. I think that's pretty well centered and everything like that. So, so um, we're just planning to talk about the game. Is there anything that you don't want to bring up on that front? Well, um, we can't really, remember, was... people can hear this in the chat right now. So don't say anything that you're not allowed to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yet, so. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I could just not really talk about is the budget, investor, and pretty much it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Oh, come on, XSplit. Stop being a, stop being so weird. Like I said, I have a new computer Milano's, now. Double dark chocolate Milano cookies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh can we bake them? She did not bake them. No. Well then why why would you eat anything that she didn't bake? You know, she asked me that question sometimes. So my, my wife is a big chef. <laughs> and sometimes, yeah, I'll bring home like crappy like two dollar cookies from the store. <laughs> and she'll be like, What are you doing? <laughs> Just ask me to make cookies. And sometimes I want bad cookies. Do you know what I mean? Right? No, like, I, I do. I no, do. I actually know exactly <laughs> like, what you mean. I just want store cookies. I don't know, they're different. Dude, it's nostalgic. It's what you grew up with. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Oops, the music stopped. Let me start it again. There you go. I'm trying to do one more thing here before I jump back in. Sorry. Should have had this set up ahead of time. Seriously, though, sometimes. You just want things that don't taste as good. I don't know. Dude, you know, there are some times that I've actually gone to, like, some of those, like, like, those little, like, mom and pop Chinese shops that serve, like, the, you know, just, like, the food that's just sitting in there and the trays and everything, and it's, like, kind of, like, you know, old and whatever like that. It's not, like, high-quality Chinese food. Sometimes I just crave that, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can make better Chinese food at home, you know, like <laughs> myself. <laughs> but still, sometimes you just crave it for no reason, dude. Sometimes people go to Whataburger, you know? People do crazy things out there. No, no. That, I, I can't imagine that. That sounds like... Some, that sounds some like people it. do it. Some people go to In-N-Out. Some people do it. It's crazy, but that sounds it's like true. insanity, dude. That's crazy. Some people actually say they like In-N-Out fries. Got him! Oh, yeah, you made the best fries in all of that. They're literally the worst! They're the most potato-y. What are we doing? Uh, Back to the show, or what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What are, are we, yeah, what are we doing here? I'm just trying to make sure that this, this screen is all... Oh, God, it didn't save! It Markman. Uh, it didn't save. I just did this whole thing again. Xplit's oh, being God. really weird on me. And I gotta tell you right now that this is definitely not the computer's fault. This is definitely XSplit being weird right now. Well, maybe you wanna not move away from this if it's not saving the thing? No, 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 it, it should be fine. It should be fine. I just, I, I, the way that I did it, I just messed it up, I think, so. Uh, I haven't had a hot dog in years. 
who eats hot dogs? Even I, even even in my, I want to eat something bad today phases, I'm not eating hot dogs. Listen, man, don't disrespect the glizzy. <laughs> that doesn't sound edible. A don't disrespect the saying? glizzy. That can't be food. It's food. No, Look, it's food. I'll tell you one what kind thing. Of food? Is it a hot dog food? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll tell you one thing though. <laughs> it's I, not I, even a yes. Thanks to thanks to Uncle Roger, uh, I've been making myself more fried rice at home, and I used to do it just by putting in hot dogs in there. But someone suggested to put in, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, spam instead, and oh boy, that has improved it so much. <laughs> or just use chicken or shrimp or pork. Yeah, Don't but I mean that's too hard to Don't make. Do. Like spam is already cooked, right? So it's just like now, <laughs> wow. now to make fried rice, it James. takes like two seconds. You know what I mean? So James, please. Hey, I, got, I got some real bachelor chow recipes if you want them, James. <laughs> All right. David okay. used to take cans of random vegetables and dump them together with some chicken and eat it. Yeah, also canned chicken, but yeah, that's right. Dude, there, oh, there was bro. this episode a long time ago yeah. of uh, Iron Chef when Iron Chef was kind of at its height, where they took iron like they people would win contests that the Iron Chefs would just show up in their house and have to make something out of what was in their kitchen and in their fridge at the time. And one house that they went to, they had to make just like the most disgusting like leftover like potpourri kind of like crazy Whoa. mash dude it was Ooh. crazy anyways you guys ready for this yeah, oh, yeah let's go all right yep. let's do this hello everybody welcome back to the tuesday show we are moving on to the next segment here where we are going to be talking to mr hien kong who is the lead pixel artist on serial killers and uh to tell us what serial killers is it's probably best if we just jump to the interview right now Woo! There we are. What's up? How's Can... it going? How's it going? Thank you for yeah. having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coming on. This was uh, Brock's idea to get you on here, and as soon as he said it, I thought it was a super cool idea. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing more about the game. I don't yeah. know why you have um... a pause symbol on your face, man. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can fix that, but uh, uh, we'll get that taken care of. But ignore that symbol for now. All right, no problem. All right, so Serial Killers is... Is, is basically just a fighting game about cereal brands, like parodies of cereal brands, and we're just trying to make something really crazy and fun, like for everyone to play and just, you know, enjoy. <laughs> I mean, this uh, was kind of born out of a joke, right? Like people were always like, let's make a fighting game out of cereal mascots. I mean, is, is that just kind of where the game came from? Well, okay, so our project lead, uh, Mythalica, he he had this idea in mind. Like he had these designs from like four to five years ago. Whoa! And then, um, like he he made the designs about four to five years ago, and I think it kind of just blew up into a whole thing. And then, only till this year, he got in contact with me and said, "Hey, let's make this happen." And I was like, "All right, let, let's do it." <laughs> All right. So yeah, the meme that I had always seen would be Kellogg's versus Capcom. And I'm assuming maybe that's where, because I, I saw this meme when I it was like 2010, 2011, long time ago. Yeah. I'm assuming maybe that's where the idea came from. Is this going to be a one-on-one -on -one game? Is it going to be a versus style game? Like, we don't really know anything about the gameplay yet. What kind of fighting game is this? Well, we're going for a one versus one right now. And we're, we're aiming for something similar to Marvel versus Capcom. 
kind of gameplay. You know, four buttons, light, medium, heavy, special button, crazy, crazy combo. So Marvel vs. Capcom and, you know, something similar to like Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. But but no, it's just 1v1. Yeah, 1v1 for right now. Alrighty. Now, for it, right now. Now, interesting. Yeah, I, I heard the end of that sentence. Yeah, for right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so here's something interesting, right? Now, obviously, you know, there's a lot of really great independent fighting games out there. Them's fighting herds, you know, etc. Um, are you guys using any of the engines? Like, are you guys trying to use like the Skullgirls engine or anything? Or is this something that you guys are developing just purely on your own at this point? Uh, we're we're all, we're all doing this from scratch, wow. like from the ground up. Yeah. So, so you're not using like Unreal or anything like that, or? Uh, no, we're actually we're using Unity for okay. for it, okay, and okay. it's from the ground up. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Okay. So how did you get in on the project? Right. Like, what what was the? You know, you mentioned that this has been an idea on the lead project's mind for a while, but like, how did you get involved? Well, I think I think somebody um, sent me his way because I, I was doing a bunch of like uh you know sprites of like other fighting games like ryu um <laughs> like all, all kinds of just fan art stuff and then he he did me on instagram he was like hey you know i love your work let me let me commission you for um a couple of animations <laughs> let me and let's work something out and then i did a couple and he's like yeah i gotta have you on my team like let's do it because i i've been following him for years too and i've seen these designs like since the very first one i think it was like the um the Lucky Charms guy, McLucky. Yeah, so I've been following him for years. So when he contacted me, I was like, "What? This guy wants me to work for him, or you know, make this game with him? All right, let's let's do it." No, no. Are no. you? Oh, go ahead, James. No, I was about to ask. Like, obviously, so you've done a lot of artwork and stuff. I mean, what's your background on pixel art and animation, and how how difficult has you know it been to start working on? You know, because obviously when you when you're an artist, you draw pictures and everything like that. But doing it in animation and doing pixel art are two very very different things. You know, uh, how has that transition been for you? Um, it's been pretty. T Actually, this is my first year of straight freelance because uh, last year I was working on a game that's already released now called Super Mash, and it's all pixel art, okay, old school two okay. D. Yeah, and even beforehand, I was like. I was big in the Mugen community, you know, just making okay. edits okay. of like Ryu, all right. doing all kinds of fan stuff, sure. like a lot of fan art animations, everything. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. And it, like, Serial Kills is probably the biggest sprites that I've ever had to do. So it's it's a lot of work. And then, so I mean, I know you're the, you're the you create the the characters. You're the, you're the the pixel artist. Do you actually do all the animations too? Yes. So okay, wow. what, what I do is like, I, I do rough drafts of the uh, animations and I bring it over to our project lead. I mean, he animates too, but I'm mostly handling these animations, you know, for the you know, fighting game attacks. So I, I bring it over to him and he gives me the okay and I just go ahead and finish it. So uh, okay. just, just I want to get your permission here. I just Googled a serial killer's picture and I see the one that's the little four by four display of the of the characters there. Can I show that on stream over here for you guys? Oh, oh yeah, of course. Everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I because people are hearing about this, they might not have seen anything about this before. But I mean, here we go. So you've got okay. Terror T, Commandant Crush, <laughs> yeah, Teddy Roki, Sugar. Who's that? Yeah, that's all designed by uh, our project lead, Mythalica. So I'm I'm really curious. You, you may not can't be able to slam 
Two kids slam. Oh my god! I, I really need to know: Does Sunny Two Shanks can can he get hit low? He or she or it or whatever can like it floats in the air. Looks like how do you hit it low? Or does it walk on the knife hands? Um. Well, we're gonna have well, the way I have it is I'm probably gonna have the hands hanging low, so you can't hit him low. Okay. So you'll okay. be hitting the hands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's not gonna make a pet yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverby. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, these these characters honestly are fantastic. But are you guys worried about getting Nintendoed? Like, are you worried that somebody's gonna come, like Kellogg's is gonna come in and be like, "Hey, you guys can't do that. These are this is our IP. Very clearly, we're gonna sue you." Like, what's is there? You guys have to be worried about that, right? Yeah, uh, we were worried about it uh, a lot in the beginning, but once we launched the Indiegogo and kind of released it to the public uh, more, so we haven't had um, had anything hit us and. If so happens it comes to that, we we do have like a plan B for redesigns for majority of the cast. Okay, okay. But as of right now, I think from what I know from the team is just I think it's okay under parity. So gotcha. that, as far as I know, gotcha. yeah. Well, we happen to have a lawyer here right now, Ultra David. What are your thoughts on? That? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally a video game lawyer. Uh, you know, I think I think I would have to think about it, but I think there's a great argument that this is actually parody. A lot of the times when people come to me asking if something is, you know, okay to do, be, saying that they think it's parody, a lot of times, like, it's not. They're just, it's just not going to cut it. But this actually might. Like, these are, are substantially changed. Well, that's not part of it, really. But you, you are really making some different points, and they really do look different. So I think there is a significant chance that that could be the case. I'm not giving you legal advice, to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Unless you give him one or five dollars. Correct, one or five dollars in my front pocket. <laughs> is the way right, right. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah, these are super sick, dude. Yeah, I'm trying um, to get these zoomed in for. Oh, I can't get it zoomed in. Come on, gonna... guys. All right, fine, whatever. All right, I should have been more prepared for that. Sorry about that, but. <laughs> Cool looking, super cool looking designs. Yeah. Uh, so as you're as you're making them, are you being faithful to those, or have there been changes in what those are looking like? Um, they've been pretty much faithful to the design. Um, some designs we might have to go back and change it up because sometimes designs don't really translate over to pixel art because right. one character could be really overly designed, and a lot of those details just won't you know yes. show up mm -hmm. on pixel art. So. Yeah. Now, uh, also, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Link it in the chat. Let me give you everybody a right. in the chat over here so they can take a look at that as well. Uh, but you know, obviously, you know, a lot of us sit here, fighting game fans, are like, I want to make a fighting game. This has got to be easy, you know, kind of thing like that. But uh, it's never as easy as people think it is. Like, are there any like stories or anything that you can share about just like? learning on the fly of how to make a fighting game and like how difficult it is maybe just in terms of balance or just like trying to come up with move sets and everything like that you know oh yeah so first <laughs> bringing this up to the bringing it up to the team um i had to kind of tell them because you know i i love fighting games i've been playing fighting games for since i was a baby so i told them i was like hey guys this is how many animations of characters have you got you, you, they get hit light animation and you know you get their medium get hit animation and then their heavy get hit animation and then you have the fall down you have the spin around you have the grab you have all these small animations that a lot of people really don't pay attention to mm -hmm. but it's there right so 
I think there's probably like 30 to 40 animations. And I think the team, they thought, oh, you know, probably like maybe 20. I was like, no, double that, <laughs> possibly even <Right>. more. <laughs> yeah, one of the, like, even I, this is kind of like an aside, you know, I was messing with Street Fighter Five one time. They actually do an interesting job on where the character gets hit. Obviously with 3D models, they're afforded this, but uh, you, they, where they get hit, their heads kind of reel in different directions and stuff like that. It's something really subtle that you don't notice, but what what made you guys decide to go with the 2D sprite animation route instead of trying to make it a 3D fighting game? Um, I, I think Mikau just, he wanted something very classic mm. and, you know, 2D because... I, everyone on the team, we all enjoy playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and, you know, X-Men vs. Street Fighter and all, all those classic games. And who who doesn't love pixel art, you know? Mm -hmm. And we don't see a lot of that nowadays. Everything's uh, 3D, trying to mimic 2D, like Dragon Ball Fighters, Guilty Gear, which they're all great, but we don't see a lot of uh, pixels anymore. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's and just, just a style that you really like and that you guys were committed to? Yeah. It's funny because um, I think he he wanted my style because I, I mostly do pixel art. He's like, yeah, let's scrap. Like, he wanted to do a Skullgirls style, something similar to that, and then 3D. But he scrapped all of it and just stuck with, uh, you know, my pixel okay. art style. Nice. Okay, cool, man. That's cool. So I, I mean, that kind of says something about yourself as an artist too, though. I mean, sure, yeah. If the original, <laughs> if the original creator is like, I want to do it like Skullgirls, or maybe I want to do it like 2.5D style, and then he sees your artwork, he's like. No, let, let's do pixel art. That, that says a lot about you. That's, <laughs> oh, that's kind you. of a, you know, an awesome compliment from him. So. Uh, now, what can you talk about in terms of just like where the project is at one, at this point right now? Like you guys had, uh, are you guys doing crowdfunding, you know, or, or, you know, these kind of situations, any sort of schedule or anything? Or is this nothing that you can really kind of commit to right now at this moment? Obviously, I'm sure this is very early in development. Um, right now, because because it, it is the holidays, we're all still preparing, getting ready to mm -hmm. you know start working on it full time. Like I've been working on the side on a couple of things, like having concept art for the characters' move sets, and um, you know retweaking some old animations, you know fixing up some sprites, all that. Um, but you know since it's the holidays, we haven't really had time to get yeah. together and talk about what's going on so far. So right now, maybe after this month mid-january i think you everyone will start to see some significant progress so is the game currently in a playable state at all is it like early alpha or where is development kind of at right now that's kind of tough to say because i haven't really like tried it out on my computer yet but from the programmers um we have the rough animations implemented um you have your attacks but i don't think we have anything like a combo like okay. light medium heavy uh crouching heavy jump up air combo we don't have combos yet we just have all okay. the you know the basic so yeah so it, it's 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 at the very very beginning right. stages and of, of becoming a real game yeah um, so when it gets further in development are we going to get like a demo to try out or anything like that is there any plans for like a fan beta or anything like that in, in the works uh yes there is there is going to be a demo i believe sometime next year <laughs> And as for beta testing, we're we're still thinking about that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely going to be a demo. Okay. For sure. okay. Now here is the question. Okay, this is the question here. <laughs> Rollback netcode? <laughs> yes or no? Yes. 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 It's a go. Yeah. 
Good. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been told that it costs so much money to do rollback, and that's why all these devs aren't doing it. Clearly, a small indie game can't afford rollback, right? Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome that you guys are are doing rollback, Neko. That's that's really good to hear. Yeah. Uh, we we actually had to do some really deep digging at least for the programmers like because yeah i i don't program so i don't really know mm. how it's like sure. implemented so when when we discussed it as a team we all did some digging together like okay this makes sense why the heck are these other games not doing it you know? <laughs> Good question, man. that's that's what we all want to know that's what we all want to know man magic question <laughs> yeah so yeah rollback is definitely a go awesome that's, awesome. that's really good to hear all right who is the grappler <laughs> grapplers hmm. well definitely um right, what ajax well i i gotta pull up the roster myself because yeah it's, a, it's a big roster right and that's the thing yeah, it, it, that's that's what i was gonna ask next while you're doing that is this game gonna launch with like all the it looks like there's what 15 16 characters Six, is it gonna launch with that many I think there's 22 actually. Jeez, that's a huge yeah. roster, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, this picture that I've put I, up I think... only has 20. Uh, only has 18 of the characters on here right now. So. I yeah, think... we had we had some more that we announced, but I think we're trying to aim for at least 10 to 11, depending on you know our time and what we can get done. Of course, the dream sure. is just to release the game with a massive roster, but uh, that would be amazing. Right now, I think about 10, maybe 12. Okay. Is what we're going for. Yeah. Awesome. So the grapplers of this game definitely um Frankenslime. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Appjacks and Terry T's got a couple grapples too, but we're still messing around with those ideas. Okay. For him. Okay. Appjacks, sick. Okay. What? Who are, uh, who are the zoners? Yeah. Who's the zoner? That's the next question. Okay. McLucky is the zoner. Why? Nice. Uh, That's my main now. Yep. He <laughs> is the the way I because I have these PowerPoint projects for a lot of these characters that I brought to the team, and everyone's like, "Man, these characters are cheap." I'm like, "That's the point." <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, interesting. So this is kind of gonna follow along, kind of with the uh, them's fighting herds mentality here, right? Just like characters that are just completely like a game full of really powerful characters trying to outpowerful each other then huh yep good so the plan is just to make everything kind of broken like ultra instinct goku and z broly you know from fighters <laughs> sure you know why not um, no yeah I yeah I, I agree why not yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, since you said you were, like, animating the moves and everything like that, do you have, like, a large part of the say of what the move set for all the characters are going to be? Or are, are you just animating what, you know, they're kind of saying, like, we want this, we want his medium attack to look like this, we want the heavy attack. Like, this is, this is the special move we came up, animate this, you know, like, what's, how does that process work for you? Oh, no, that's, that's all me. So oh, I come really? up with how pretty much... All the characters are animated. Nice. Um, I, of course, I do bring it to a project like this saying, hey, you know, do you like the idea of Terry T having a sonic boom? No? Okay, cool. I'll scrap that. So everything is kind of, I, I do everything, uh, but I have to make sure I get the okay. And so far, everything's been okay with our with our project lead. All right. Well, if I hate this game, I know exactly who to blame now. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's pretty much all on me then. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what do you have in terms of plans for when the game comes out? Are you thinking about platforms or anything like that yet? Um, right now, the only platform is probably just just Steam. Uh, mm -hmm. We haven't looked into consoles or even talked about it. The main okay. focus is just a PC release. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that works with me, man. Everybody's playing fighting games on PC now anyways. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean... Is there anything else that you could say when it comes to the characters and, I mean, you know, don't spill all the details, but, like, archetypes or anything new that you're coming up with? Anything like that? Yeah. Um, so we're trying to... I'm, I'm just messing around with ideas of, like, uh, trying to make... Again, like, every character kind of busted. We're trying to have a mechanic called the skill button, similar to, like, Street Fighter V's V skill, but right. we're trying to figure out how to implement it. Like, will it give some characters an air dash? Will it make them teleport behind another character? Will it give them a buffed damage? Or will Please it give, give them me one plus button, frames man. and everything like that? <laughs> Yeah. Please give me one button air dash. I want it. Give me give me one button dash. Bring back Fnatic. Where's Fnatic at? Come on, you oh, come on, you scrub. Learn how to do learn how to do yeah, some uh, exactly. nine five sixes, man. Come on. <laughs> give give McLucky instant air dash with one button. That's I'll be very happy about that. No, uh, that'll be sick. Obviously, our community Maybe. has a lot of. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, obviously, uh, shut up, Brock. <laughs> uh, our our character, uh, uh, you know, our scene has a lot of people that you can talk to, look up to, and everything like that. Obviously, like for example, Keats has a lot of experience working on Killer Instinct. Have you talked with any of those mm -hmm. guys or anything, or maybe talked to any of the, you know, fighting is mad? I'm sorry, that was the name, old name. Them's fighting herds, you know, or Punch Planet developers or anything like that, you know, for advice or anything like that. Uh, as far as I know, we we haven't uh, reached out to to those guys yet. I I did bring them up to the uh, to the team, but mm -hmm. we haven't really reached out to them quite yet. I think we're going to once the holiday time is over and right. everything like that. Sure. You know, it's been such a weird year for everybody, so we're kind of yeah. just yeah, you know, doing what we can as a as a whole team without trying to reach out to too many people. So yeah. I was watching the little like story trailer that was on the Indiegogo. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Uh, so the so Dr. Kel L. Og has. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that Kellogg stands for this. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, we we might. Right now. Yeah, we might change that. We might have to change that. You know, I mean, look. About it now. If, if you can't do, if you can't do Kel L. Og, just name him General Mills. That's all you need to do, right? I mean, that's. that's yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that will fly. You know, if Kel L. Og doesn't work, so. <laughs> Doctor Kel L. Og, a health fanatic, uh, which was the case for the original Kel Og as well. I thought. I just thought the story was more detailed than I thought it was going to be. Obviously, just a very short little trailer, just a few minutes in that in that clip. But is this oh, going to be a focus of the game as well, right? The fighting game side, the sort of uh, characters and archetypes and stuff we talked about. But are there plans to have more than that, a story mode, something in that vein? Yeah, we we, uh, we plan to have um, a story mode, like, um, partially animated. We, we already have a storyboard, and the whole team okay. has taken a look at the entire story, and it's... It's really silly and and I'll admit dumb, but it's like a great dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of gives me like dive kick vibes, where it was yeah. just a love right. letter to the FGC. You know, it's just kind of a fun thing that 
obviously a triple a dev couldn't do or wouldn't do but the smaller devs get to do that that's really cool that you guys are you know coming up with ideas like that and just being goofy for a game yeah. called serial killers if it didn't come out as fun dumb i think we would be kind of disappointed <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, you yeah, can't take yourself yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> now uh obviously you know there's been a lot of conversations out there you know you see guys like sajam and logan and maximilian talk about things like what a fighting game is supposed to have when it comes out like training mode and frame data and good tutorials and everything you look at you know games out there like them's fighting herds herds and they have like crazy tutorials and all that stuff like that are these things that you guys are looking at right now or is this still too early in development to really commit to anything in terms of like putting frame data hit boxes and that kind of stuff into the game Oh no no we already we already talked about all of that like uh, oh, you know yeah. looking at videos from Max Sajam like our project uh, uh Mythalica I'll just say Mythalica for now but uh he's always sending us videos about what they have to say about <laughs> fighting games and I'm just like hey boss I already seen it don't worry I'm good <laughs> <laughs> I'm on. But, like frame data um I, I can say this I have an Excel sheet where I have a lot of the characters mapped out with how many frames they have as in the animation um how wow like the active frames the the uh you know what's safe what isn't safe all that i i got all that planned out already so yeah, i put in a lot of work into all this oh, oh and i also already have the hit boxes and everything like uh mapped out as well okay wow. so okay. yeah dude i love that grinning oni asks will the balance be a commentary on serial tier lists <laughs> So in other words, Justin's going to have to play this game and put out a tier list for this, right? I mean, he has to put out a serial tier list in here. Oh, man. If he does, we might have to hit him with the DMCA about his tier list. I've been trying to get that guy shut down for years. You know. <laughs> I, 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 I love Justin Wong. This. When I see tier lists, I'm just like, I got to close out Twitter. 100%. I do not give him the views. Do not yeah, give him the engagement. They are the worst. <laughs> Dude, there's got to be some sort of microwaving milk reference in there, right? Someone actually says, please put a reference to warm milk. And I feel like, you know, you, you got to you gotta put in something about warm milk and then have everyone be like, oh, no, 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 sorry. We'll have to give you an apology, man. You know, or something like that. You know? <laughs> 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 Maybe that, that's a good idea. We haven't really, like, thought about, about that, really, you know? <laughs> Hot warm milk. I think the whole team is just good on uh, cold milk. Oh, you guys are smart. <laughs> so, yeah. Take that apology, man. <laughs> on the correct team. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. So all this, all this talk about cereal and milk. I have to know: fart milk or fart tea? Hmm. <laughs> if you had to drink one, You're is it fart milk or fart tea? No, no, there's no backstory. I just need the answer to the question. <laughs> I guess tea, because, you know, boba tea, all that. So. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <That's good>. Oh, <laughs> man. <sighs> but, I mean, where can, where can people, you know, follow this, get some more information and stuff? Like, th there is there an Indiegogo page up right now, or is it, like, uh, still there? Or what's the situation right now? Where can people find a bunch of information? Um, as of right now, so with Indiegogo, we pretty much closed it down and we refunded everybody, um, mm -hmm. their money since we, you know, we did find somebody who's interested in helping us make this happen. Um, okay. you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. We also have Instagram, but in terms of like 
what to exactly follow. We do have a Discord. I'm not gonna lie, we have been a little bit quiet because everyone's holidays. busy with the holidays. Yeah. But uh, for more information, just follow us on Twitter. Okay. And What's that? Killa cereal. Kill us. Kill us cereal. Okay. I'm assuming Perfect. that's spelled exactly how I think it is. Yep, here it is. Okay, sweet. All right, very good. Put this in the And chat. I've asked I've asked literally every game dev I've ever met and known, especially for fighting games. What are the chances you could put me in the background of one of the stages? Because I've never been in a video game, and almost all my friends are in a video game, and I'm jealous. You're in a video game already, David. Don't give me a thumbs down, Mister Privilege up there. You know, since you did reach out to us, I'll, I'll make something happen. Don't yes! worry. Yeah. No! I'll, I'll make yes! something happen. All we oh, have to do is just make good. sure you have a cereal back there. Like, put a cereal tier list, and in the F tier, put tubos. That's what you need to Dude, do. So. All right, long as I'm in the game, like I'm, I'm uh, it's done. I'm, I'm happy. I can die happy, man. <laughs> ah, finally. All right. Thank you. Well, Thank we you. Have a few minutes left, but I would love to know your thoughts since we're talking about it on serial tier lists. What do you got at the top? What do you got at the bottom? Mm, right now, I got Frosted Flakes at the top. Okay. And what's? I guess I'm trying to think what's at the bottom because I'm not really picky. But if I had to say, I'd probably say maybe. Uh. Captain Crunch at the at the bottom. Wow, all the way at the bottom. That's a yeah. hard one. Yeah, I mean, there. I understand though, man. It cuts up the roof of your mouth. Like it's not worth it for true. the taste. Sometimes it does. That's true. It yeah. does. Yeah, that's why. Because it's like it's kind of like eating nails almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you have to have the Captain Crunch character eating nails at some point. That'd be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> spitting them out at people commandant uh, has got to throw out a bunch of like glass shards at you or something like that. exactly yeah <laughs> i'll cut the roof of your mouth <laughs> oh, oh man yeah no that's that's cool frosted flakes is an easy choice for top tier i think yeah that's a good one but i basically agree with you like i'm not actually that picky when it comes to cereal i haven't mm -hmm. i haven't like bought and had cereal in my house for probably 15 years i don't know forever but yeah, when I was growing up, we ate it like every day. And, you know, sometimes my mom would buy a new one and I would always eat it. I don't recall ever like, complaining. <laughs> I mean, there was definitely some cereal I did not like. Like, I did not end up liking corn pops. And I've always been a Lucky Charms kind of person. And I see someone in the chat mentioning Fruit Loops. You know, one of those mind blowing facts is that every color of Fruit Loop has the same flavor. Seriously, yeah. just like yeah. eat them and, and, and try it. If you think that the different colors have different flavors, you're actually wrong. That is just sure your mind playing tricks on you. <laughs> oh, no that? pun intended. No pun intended. What's that? I didn't know anybody thought that. I think some people did. I mean, I did when I was growing up. I thought they were all okay. different flavors in there. Yeah, I don't so know. when they I added, I, like that too, but... I mean, I like kicks. I like mini weeds. I'm pretty open to cereal. You know, it's all good to me. Anyway, we're running out of time, but thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I hope the project goes well. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, Just, just stay tuned for what's to come in the next month or so. And, you know, uh, Tupperware is definitely going to be in the game somewhere. We'll see. <laughs> Let's go! No. I'm so pumped now. That's amazing. I will. I will back this game with everything now. <laughs> As my favorite game forever. 
Now, where yep. can people find your artwork? Because obviously you have your own artwork and stuff like that. Do you have like an Etsy store where you just sell your own artwork or anything like that? No, I, I don't actually. Because um, yeah, I, I do a lot of uh, fan art specifically for fighting games, you know, okay. like Ryu, okay. a lot of Capcom stuff. But just follow me on Hien Kong on Twitter, um, X, Hien X on Instagram, and then. Yeah, that's where I post up a lot of my artwork. Sick. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you coming on. Of course. Yeah, yeah, thank you awesome. for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> totally, yeah. All right. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Brock, as well, for uh, bringing him on. I thought that was a super cool idea, like I was saying earlier. And as soon as you said that you were planning to bring him on as the guest, I was like, this is awesome. Oh, God, Tubo be- has turned into something oh, crazy over Tubo's there. Gone. I am I am ascending because I'm going to be in a video game now. <laughs> and uh, Hien, if you're, if you're still hanging out in the chat, uh, you, you don't have to hang out here. You can just go ahead and disconnect. And uh, yeah. He's saying, get out of here. <laughs> or if you want, you Thank could you just man. be like, you could just jump in all of a sudden and be like, Ultra Chen sucks, you know, in the middle of yeah. nowhere. So that's that's also allowed as well. All right. Well, Brock is uh slimer over there. So yeah, I <laughs> But anyway, again, thanks a lot to Hien for coming on. It's a project that will follow serial killers. We'll have in the YouTube video uh, Twitter links where you can follow and Check them out. And James put those in the chat for the live stream as well. Yeah, no problem. All I'm right. Just trying to fix Tubo over here. So, okie dokie. There we go. Sweet. It usually happens to David. That's weird. <laughs> Let's move on then. Man, I'm going to be in a video game. How do, you take, how, do you like, how do you like them apples, David? With your thumbs down. How dare you? I mean, only I'm going to do it game. Only well, me. you and you and James both are in one. Now I'm gonna be just like you. A video game, but me. Monopoly <laughs> <laughs> seems to be slipping away. So let's uh, get to the five-five matchup. Our next one that we have up here. Yeah, let's. I mean, it's interesting because this is also kind of one of the uh, questions in the uh, in the poll as well. So, but we'll probably just talk about this for you know ourselves directly because it's something that I that I felt like was kind of important to talk about a little bit because. A lot of different opinions on this. So uh, this obviously happened weeks ago as SFL is not a live thing and they don't pretend it's live anymore. So that's actually, yeah. you know, kind of neat now. <laughs> They're just like, whatever. But uh, Rob TV apparently had footage of some backstage beef between Punk and 801 Strider. And he's recorded that and he's held on to it until the week of when that happened finally aired. And he put it out on Twitter, and it's basically a video of uh, Punk and 801 Strider, like, talking smack to each other and, you know, getting pretty heated at each other. Um, Rob putting it out, obviously, because he probably felt it was entertaining and just, like, hilarious kind of a thing. Uh, But I've seen a lot of differing opinions on what people think of it. I see some people saying that Strider comes out looking really bad. I see some people saying that Punk comes out looking really bad. I see some people saying that this is awesome. I've seen some people saying that this is hurtful to the community. Uh, where do you guys stand on this? And uh, I guess we can start with uh, the Invisible Tubo over here. Uh, I as I am slipping out into the nether realm. Um, I, you know... <clears throat> It, it's not that weird for me to see because I came into the scene in like 2008, 2009. 
And it was pretty common that guys would get heated and argue like that. Like it wasn't unheard of before. So it just reminds me of like early Street Fighter 4 days when, or even like early Marvel 3 days. And I would assume Marvel 2 days and, you know, but it's it's just, it just reminded me more of an old school mentality. It wasn't like that big of a deal to me. I I mean, obviously at one point, Punk says something to Gus and, he gets pissed off and says, what? You know, widens his chest, like, yeah, let's let's I fight, mean, or, you know, whatever. At one point in time, you see, like, don't punch people, man, and try <laughs> to keep your shit talk in-game. Do you want to describe what they were saying? Because so, we haven't gotten that. Yeah, yeah, so I was just about to say, so basically, you know, uh, Punk's team, if I'm not mistaken, they beat Idom's team, right? And so Punk is kind of popping off at this point, and 801 Strider's saying, you know, talking smack about how they're going to beat him and everything, but then at some point in time, Punk, like, calls him dumb or something like that, and so Strider's like, oh, dumb, huh? And, like, you want, like, then basically kind yeah. of threatens, like, he wants to throw down. But then Punk, you know, keeps it, you know, towards a little bit more in the game and was just like, you know, you guys can't beat me. I'm the best or whatever like that. And Strider, you know, is trying to tell and, you know, Punk as Punk usually does trying to be like, what are your tournament wins and everything? And Strider was uh, fighting back and then Punk challenged him. He's like, all right, then let's throw down right now. Thousand dollars. And then uh, Strider was like, well, we'll see you in semifinals then, you know, we'll fight there and we'll that's where we'll you know, figure out what this going on, what's going on over there. So, uh, it was just, like I said, a lot of posturing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's all it really was, man. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Obviously don't fight people over video games or, you know, for realistically most reasons don't hit people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. But other than that, like it was just standard fighting game shit talk. It was whatever. A lot of punk saying he's the best and, Gus saying, well, I had on one Capcom Cup. What have you done? You know, that's my teammate. So right. I, I don't think it was a big deal. I thought it was entertaining. I, I kind of wish stuff like that happened more often like it used to because it's kind of what separated us from other esports. Yeah. We were more raw and we're not esports and we talk shit. And, uh, <laughs> I admit some of that stuff. But at the same time, it's like I'm also 33 and I don't really care for that stuff anymore. Like I don't I don't care to posture over video games anymore, man. I just want to play the games and have fun. Ancient Tubbo. Yeah, old man Tubo. Look, dude, Jeez. that stuff definitely still happens. I can recall several incidents just last year. It hasn't happened this year because we've all been inside for the last nine months. Sure, sure. It definitely was happening last year. I can recall seeing it happen. I saw video footage of it happening. There were there was a huge blow up on stream in a Mortal Kombat match. <laughs> that was the Scar yeah. one, right? Oh. Yeah, exactly, with Buffalo. Like that, that it, yeah. it's still happening. I don't see it as often because I don't care anymore. <laughs> I think it definitely happens at a much lower rate than it used to. I don't know that it happens at a I think there's a lot more hugging and high-fiving at okay. the end of tournament I'll matches. I'll say this, I'll say I, this much. that too. Let me just interject. I feel like the ratio of that kind of thing happening is directly tangentially related to the popularity of the current Marvel game. That's all I'll say. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you trying to say, James? What are you trying to say? That Marvel players are... We have too much... What was the word? Uh, thuggery? Too much thuggery? No, it's just... Marvel creates the hype and the salt. That's why. <laughs> so, I, in terms of how I feel about this, when it happened and I saw the video 
pop up on my feed. If anybody hasn't seen it, just look at Rob TV's Twitter, which I think is just at Rob TV, if I recall correctly. T-E-E-V-E-E, something like that. Anyway, you know, you can check it out there. I refused to watch it because I was like, I don't, I'm not going to care about this at all. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I wasn't like against it. I was just like, I'm absolutely not interested in this. And then uh, I saw people talking about it in some chats and stuff, and none of that made me feel like I was going to be more interested. I actually yeah. didn't watch it until just before this show because I knew we were going to be talking about it. And so mm-hmm. I turned it on, and I spent the four minutes watching the two parts of it. And as soon as it turned off, and these guys can attest to it, I turned it off myself, and I took my headphones off, and I was like, Guys, I have no idea why I just watched that. That was to <laughs> me. There was no. I. Why did I see it? I don't know. Uh, it's. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I wasn't particularly excited by it. I didn't come away from it thinking like one of these two people is a real bad dude, or that <laughs> wow, that was hilarious. I was just like, this has not been a useful pro- use of my time. Uh, so look, I mean. Arguments like that are fine. They've happened a billion times. As long as there's no violence about it, that's totally cool. But even you know, beyond that, as long as there's not personal attacks either, right? It's not just about violence, but like you don't need to take it out of game. And even if it's in game, like I don't know that I ever like really cared about people posturing about like how good they are at the game. I don't know that I ever. I can I can't recall ever being like heated at somebody else being like, "I'm better than you at this game." I don't feel like I ever was. Maybe that's why I was never like the greatest fighting game player, but I don't recall that. And certainly now, in my old age, I, I just don't care at all, uh, you know, about how good Punk thinks he is or whatever. Obviously, he's very good. Um, is he the greatest in the world? Not important to me. You know, I guess that it's important to him. So anyway, absolutely whatever. James, what was your opinion? Uh, outside of Strider, you know, threatening the physical violence, because like we said, we don't want things to get physical. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. (laughs) I actually had no problem with it whatsoever because maybe it's because I did grow up in the Marvel era and Marvel 2 era, you know, where, I mean, trust me, it was crazy back then. And also another thing too is like, you know, I like the rivalries. I like that kind of stuff. I like you know, that energy and it it is what makes the fighting game, the fighting game community, you know, and like you said, this happens a lot more often than you guys think, you know, just at tournaments, people will be just talking smack to each other and stuff, you know, and when you see it in a video like that, it looks particularly bad. Um, I, I, I I like rivalries in, in these kind of games, you know, I'm not sitting here looking at you know, the Buffalo versus Scar thing as like, oh my gosh, this is a desecration of our community kind of thing. Like, you know, I, I, as long as it doesn't get personal, right? Like there have been situations in the past where people get personal. Like when Dr. B had the beef with Justin and Ricky, that got personal. That is a no-no out there, right? But this one didn't get personal. They were just... We forgot about that. Yeah, they were keeping it in the actual game. And so for me, I thought it was great. I loved hearing it. You know, I loved hearing them talk smack to each other. And frankly, you know, as a, a person who is, for example, like a big Kobe Bryant fan, you know, I, I, I like 
top players being cocky. I like them having the attitude because I think that's kind of what gives them the strength. And so, you know, Punk can say, I've won all these things. What have you done? Because it's completely legitimate. But at the same time, I like that Strider wants to stand up to him a little bit. You know, I, I, I like that because that's the fire that you need to be that kind of competitor. You know, I mean, and not only that, but on top of everything, Idom couldn't have given less shits about the whole yeah, entire I thing. Think, yeah. And that, yeah, was, that was just the best part of the video. You see Idom in the background. He's lying down on a couch. He's right next to them as they're having this conversation. As Punk says that he's the best in the world. And then Strider's like, well, you didn't win Capcom Cup. And Idom is directly next lounging. to him. Yeah. He's lounging. Not interested. And yeah. that to me. Like, one of my favorite things is seeing personalities interact. Those are kind of my favorite movies and stories, which is why, like, I'm, like, I'm not even going to say what movie I was going to name because it's too old and people probably don't know it anyway. But, like, um, yep. you know, I like seeing that kind of stuff. So seeing those guys argue with Idom not giving two shits about the argument, lying down on the sofa there, and then Jeremy and Steve in the background jumping up and down and just absolutely cackling with glee and just finding the whole thing so entertaining and Rob TV is just filming the whole entire thing. Like, that's the kind of thing that I like about our community. You know what I mean? So some people, like, you'll see in the 5-5 five, five questions, the question is specifically, like, do you feel like that this is bad and makes it so our scene is unwelcoming and blah, 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 and all these things like that? I don't know. I, I personally don't, but uh, again, I, I I grew up from a different kind of environment, you know, the arcade attitude era where people popped off on each other all the time and these kind of things happen as long as it never went physical, it was fine and everything. So for me, I actually kind of liked it and it's weird <laughs> maybe, but like I said, as long as it doesn't get personal, as long as it doesn't get physical, talk that smack, man. Like, let's hear it because in the end, what we care about most are the players. If this makes you hate Punk more, then good. Now you have a rooting interest against Punk. If you think this made Strider look bad, now you have a rooting interest in wanting Strider to lose. And that, to me, is what competition is about. You are more invested in the scene when you want someone to win or when you want someone to lose. If you watch two people you don't care about, it doesn't matter what game they're playing, you don't care about the game. <laughs> so uh, I, I like it. Uh, that's that's kind of how I, I stand on it. So it didn't get well, personal. And only thing was that, like I said, a little bit of violence threatening, but didn't actually go anywhere. So I don't, I'm not against or even uninterested in smack talk. If there's like fun smack talk or if there's a fun blow up, I'm there for that. I grew up in that same context. I don't think this was that. I think that's what I'm. I think that's my. <laughs> I didn't think it was fun or interesting smack talk. It was the same kind of smack talk that I've been seeing for 20 years, and I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not like excited by it. It was just, <clears throat> yeah, that's what happens at a after the tournament ends and players are playing in a room upstairs. Like that's right. how it is every single time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. In instances where there's like clever smack talk or like some some funny lines or you know somebody like really has some good like points or whatever, I can be interested and I can think it's funny or interesting. But I don't think this was funny or interesting. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> yeah. I was entertained. I mean, 
That's all I can really say about it. It was entertaining. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. all. Okay. All right. Anyway, it happens. Punk is obviously very good at the video game. There's no doubt about that. So is Strider, though. He's also very good. Yeah, exactly. And if that creates a storyline, like one of my favorite things was during the Capcom Cup, that Mana RD one. You know, I kept bringing up Nemo and Itazan's rivalry during the course of the weekend. Every time one of them was on stream, I would just mention it for no apparent reason. And I remember some people on Twitter kind of being mad, like, why do you keep bringing that up? It's not even a real rivalry, blah, 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 blah. Then top eight happened, and Nemo beat Itazan and walked up to him for the handshake. And that was like absolute, like, I was just like, man, if everybody who was watching this whole weekend didn't know about this rivalry and know about it now, that just puts so much more context into this situation that happened. Like, to me, that's interesting. So now if you watch the semifinals and it is ends up being Idom and Punk's team, that just adds a lot more to it, you know? And I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. A big part of our job as commentators is to provide that context. So mm -hmm. if I come into a tournament next year that those players are playing in Punk versus Strider, I'll mention this. I'll mm -hmm. bring it up. So For we sure. do need to do that, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, not super interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf um, Run and Cape Rat rivalry real? Yes. I could definitely watch. <laughs> All right. Let's All right, go to let's the poll on. questions here. Poof. All right. Cool. Here's the set of questions we have. Number one, which would win in a fight? Primal Rage's Chaos or Tekken's Kuma? Number two. <laughs> obviously, obviously because of the gorilla versus bear argument that's going on out in there. Yeah. Well, All right. right. Uh, what you don't you don't know who chaos is? Anyway, we'll get to that. Number two, <laughs> should the FGC set some rules to avoid situations like the one that Punk and Ida went Strider featured recently? Also, have we matured enough to understand why these situations do little to make the FGC a safe, welcoming uh, environment for new players? Three, given that you consider SF5 a game balanced with all characters above D tier, how would a game be balanced with all characters below D tier? Four, what, uh, how would a game be balanced with all characters below D tier? Could you do that? I, uh, next question. Number four, <laughs> what gets viewers invested in a match they are watching? And number five, last one, what can devs do to reward players for sticking with the game and using training mode, etc.? Maybe rewards like skins, titles, etc. for logging in, using training mode, watching their own replays, Maybe in-game trivia questions like what's the proper punish for X move? That sort of thing. And indeed, that is the winner, number five. Okay. With 43% of the vote, it was definitely a runaway. What can devs do to reward players for sticking with the game and using training mode, etc.? Skins, titles, in-game trivia questions, and the like. What do you got? Trying to fit this uh, onto the thing uh, right there. we go. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't make video games. Uh... Okay. <laughs> That I think that there is a video game that already does most of this stuff pretty well, and that video game is Mortal Kombat 11. I was gonna say Tekken too, with all the customization. But yeah, sure, Mortal Kombat's also a good one. Like you do get stuff for playing the game. You do you do get skins. You do get little customizing things. You get little tools that you could use in the towers, um, and and to use in. Uh, casual play mode if you're playing against somebody in casual mode where you have like extra stuff that you can make your characters do there's a lot of little things that they do like that and that's the case for playing the game 
on towers, playing the game on ranked, on combat league. Uh, that's the case for even like learning how to play on combat league. There's a thing now where you sign up, you play for the first time, and it, like has you play through three matches, and you get a bunch of rewards for doing that. Three uh, AI matches, I should say, just so that you like know what the experience is like. So it does do these things, and over time, this game has been out for a couple of years at this point. They have continued to put in new ones uh, pretty regularly. There's pretty regularly new content in there. So I think that game actually does do a pretty decent job at this stuff, and it's got a great training mode. I mean, it doesn't have the additional idea, which I think is kind of interesting, of like in-game trivia to get more things, or, right. or just some contest or something like that to keep the players interested or to help them learn. But as far as like giving rewards for the player, I think it actually does do a good job of that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the games out there right now are stepping it up, especially, you know, in the Western audience. I feel like, you know, we talked about them's fighting herds during the interview. They have a lot of cool story mode things that they're adding in there with like the tutorials on how to make sure Arizona can, you know, small, you know, short hop and everything like that across the platform so you can learn how to short hop and everything like that. Um, I feel like, you know, what games need to do is try to blend things in together a little bit more because i think training mode is super important and one of the the hardest things about uh fighting games right now is that the training mode is separated from tutorials is separated from uh uh trials all that stuff like that all of that should be built into the same mode like training mode should just have all of that stuff in there, right? And there has to be an easy, well, the reason why I suggested, you know, having a Mokojin kind of character uh, in the training mode so you can switch characters easily is because that way you can test things between characters. Like if you were in training mode and you were just doing something and your training dummy was Ryu, there should just be an option in there that says like avoid 10 fireballs or like hit Ryu 10 times, you know, when he throws a fireball. That's just in training mode. There's, there's just to be a tab that just has that kind of stuff in there like that. And then, you know, also the the strategies on how to use the character should be there. This is something that Soul Calibur 6 has. They actually have text on beginner, uh, intermediate and expert usage. They tell you what moves to use. Their move list has a page called main attacks that you should be focusing on. Uh, to play. All of that stuff should be available in training mode and where you can interact. Like, training mode needs to be more robust than it is, I think, is what sure. I'm saying. So. But how does that reward the player for sticking with the game? That's just given to you right away. Yeah, and... Uh, how does that reward you? Like, how does that make the player want to come back and do these things? Right. You should kind of automatically be in that mode. Like, whenever you do wait for matches, I feel like you have to be there the entire time. Like, it's, it's just there. And whenever you lose to a character, it should automatically switch it back to the, to, to, the, to the training character that you just fought against or give you stats like you didn't punish this enough. And then all of a sudden, like, so, like you just comes back and is like, you didn't punish this move a bunch of time, even though this move is punishable, is minus this in frames. Do you want to practice, find a punish for it? And you can say That'd yes cool. or no and stuff like that. that. Would so be sick. The That'd reward, be cool. the reward would just be your knowledge and you're gaining stuff. And sure, maybe if you do those things, you also get in-game money to buy the customizations. We talked about making Ryu throw beach balls instead of like Harukens, mm -hmm. you know, giving them special win poses and and win quotes and things like that. You could definitely do things like that too. So um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of especially, man, I keep going back to free-to-play, but there's lots of free-to-play games that have, like, 
weekly rewards or daily rewards and challenges. And Street Fighter Five has done that. I think yeah. that's more than enough to get players to do certain things in the game, like go to training mode or do this or do that. And I, I think, you know, maybe with your idea, James, you could combine yeah. the two, you know, punish this move with this attack X times and you'll get some points and you can go buy some stuff in the store or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I think that's a really, really easy way to get players to continue playing. I mean, it's worked in mobile games. It's worked in free-to-play games. There's no reason why it shouldn't work, you know, for, for games that you buy. And, and by the way, David, uh, a question for you actually is, uh, who is this guy that we're talking to over here right now? I mean, I don't think it's Tubo because we've heard him say like two nice things about Street Fighter V this episode so far. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure I recognize who this is right now. I'm, I'm Listen, like, man. Five. He's actually been playing. <laughs> Street Fighter V sucks. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. You don't hate it. Uh, I mean, I haven't hated the game since like season two. Season two, I absolutely, I was like, this game is dog shit. This game sucks. It became a good game in season three. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it became a complete game in season yes. three. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when it finally became what it was supposed to be at launch, which <laughs> makes a lot of sense now that I kind of can, you know, I can tolerate it. I can sit there and play, <laughs> you know, 20 to 30 matches and be like, okay, I've had enough for the day and peace out. Yeah. But, yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. They, they've done, Capcom has done a lot of good stuff for that game recently. Anyway, yeah, I'd love to see things that actively encourage people to stick around, things that sort of gamified the learning process. That would be, those would be great. And we do see some of those. I was mentioning some stuff. You guys are mentioning some stuff. But I do think that, yeah, certainly there could be more that's done on that front. And mm -hmm. to bring it all together would be really nice. Like, at the end of the day, the game's got to be really fun. You know, so whether, you know, even if you have all these things, that is not all you need. But to have a really fun game that also has all this other stuff could be great, for yeah. sure. I'd love to see that stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Well, anything else to say on this topic? I... <laughs> nope. Okay, let's move on then. So as far as the number two uh, yeah. winner, that's the one that we just talked about in terms of Punk and 801 Strider. So, so can we go with number three? Let's yeah. go with number the third ranked one, which is number four. What gets viewers invested in a match that they are watching? I like this question. This is you can tackle this from a number of angles, right? That you can tackle this from the game itself. Maybe it's the two players. Maybe it's the particular characters they're using. Maybe it's the players' personalities. Maybe it's the commentators, right? There's a lot of different angles that you can tackle this from. So I think personally, being a commentator, I don't know about you two nerds. Uh, it's like you said, mentioned earlier, David. It's our job to research and learn the backstories of players and, and things like that. I think that we help build that narrative for especially major events. I think it's our job to make even the worst two players in the world seem like it's the most <laughs> exciting match ever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have commentated pools lately, but I haven't. Uh, but when I did commentate pools, man, it was rough. It could be rough sometimes, those early matches. And making those early matches interesting, I, I, I think a lot of that comes down to the commentary. Mm -hmm. Totally. I don't know that we should be making it seem like it's more exciting than it is. I don't want to... Well, I mean, no, of course not. But, you know, right. it's but... our job to, like, make it watchable. Well, I mean, yeah, like, there's other the... value that's in there, right? Those are, yeah. those are 
unimpeachable moments, and those are moments right. where you can introduce players. There's other stuff that you can do other than just like making it. Yeah, I mean, like I remember doing an early Evo. Evo early pools is always the most rough because you have the widest oh. amount of players, and you just get some matches that are like this. Cami is just drilling everywhere in Street Fighter Five, and like, hi, this move is minus twenty. Drill, 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 drill. You know, yeah. What's that? It can be safe at maximum range. That's true. That's true. That's true. But, um, you know, the thing about it is like, you know, you will spend your time going, oh yeah. So like that is unsafe. I wouldn't recommend doing that. I mean, don't talk about like, God, this guy sucks. You know, <laughs> like don't do that. Well, I mean, if this was commentary in 2010, it would probably be God, this guy. Yeah, sucks. It, uh, absolutely. <laughs> it would be a little bit different 10 years yeah. ago. Uh, but for me, uh, it's kind of goes back to the punk and strider thing again. Uh, I think it's the players that gets inv viewers invested into a match that they're watching, um, you know, and, and the storyline. So even if it is an unknown player, the underdog is always a great story. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more from like the Tetris standpoint, you know, like on the newcomers and stuff like this. Uh, that's actually planned to be talked about a little bit later. But the always the example that I give on this that shows why players are most important is because with the players, it doesn't matter what game they're playing. All you have to look at is Sonic Fox and Goichi. It didn't matter what game they were playing. One person talked smack to the other. The other person talked smack back. And it happened to be Dragon Ball. And now everybody, even if you didn't like Dragon Ball, went and watched it. Everybody yeah. was super invested in that match. Everyone wanted to see who would win, even if you knew nothing about the game. You wanted to go and watch it. So as long as you have the players and like that's why every game wants justin wong to play their game right i mean you know like like justin play our game play our game because you get justin in there in the first season when justin was beating up all these killer instinct players right like that was a part of a storyline because it was justin wong and so it's just like players i think are really the key thing to it now it's the commentator's job to make sure that people who don't know the stories do know those stories but again i really do think it's really about the players and also you know world series of poker another thing that i talk about a lot you know i was brought up to that uh you know brought attention to that what made worlds of series of poker kind of blow up is that they started focusing on the player personalities and they started interviewing them and doing segments on them and showing their idiosyncrasies and stuff as long as you have a Phil Helmuth on the table and you want him to lose so badly, or you have a Daniel Negreanu at the table and you love the guy, you're going to be rooting for him. Like I said, as soon as you have that investment on whether you want someone to win or want someone to lose, it just makes people that much more interested. So, And I totally know who Daniel, whatever his name, I know that guy is for sure. <laughs> Phil Ivey? <laughs> on a case-by-case -case basis there's not some overarching always applicable rule as to what gets people yeah. involved i think it's the confluence of stuff mm -hmm. so it's true that i watched dragon ball when goichi and sonic fox were playing and never otherwise after the first mm -hmm. like six months because i just wasn't into the game but i liked their storyline so that's true on those like very in my view pretty rare levels where mm -hmm. it's too like it's like an unusually interesting player storyline but i would say and and there are other people who, that's that's me other people are very player driven absolutely but other people are very driven by it needs to be a particular game mm 
Mm -hmm. Even within yeah. that, it needs to be a particular <laughs> character. Or maybe it needs to not be this character or that character, right? Or it needs to be at a particular event. Or it needs to be a certain commentator on the mic. Like, there are a bunch of different things that I think go into this. And to try to simplify it down too much would be to sort of lose the understanding of what actually gets people yeah. involved on this. Sure. Um, I would I would say that the to my view the biggest individual things are the game and the commentator usually. Um, I didn't used to think that was true, but you know I came at commentary originally believing that like we were adding a little bit of content, but over the years. So many people have told me that that's not true, that, you know, I guess they're probably not all wrong. Uh, not not just about me, right? But like about generally, right? People are stoked that certain commentators are commentating this and that. That happens all the time. So mm -hmm. I, th I think it's those two. It's the game and the commentators with also some people only watch at Evo. Some people are super stoked about certain players. They'll watch anything that whoever does, anything Tokido does, anything Fox does, whatever it is, whoever their, their person is. But you need to sort of know all that stuff, I think, um, as the commentator. Like, you need to understand yeah. that there are all these different reasons that people are watching. Some of them are watching for you or for your co-commentator, or some of them are watching for the game. Some of them are watching because it's a particular player. And so you have to sort of, like, know that and not... I think that's important because, you know, sometimes you hear commentators be like noticeably less interested when it's like certain characters <laughs> players like right that happens if you know if you're not somebody who's into a certain play style or character and the character's up there like you can just sometimes hear that the commentator's like yeah. oh all right and that does a disservice because there are people who are watching for that right that's right. why yeah, definitely yeah. so but i mean that, that goes back to definitely yeah. our job to yeah, it is our not ruin it, you know. Yeah. I, I one of I mean, people sometimes like to ask like, what was your mo like favorite commentary moment or something like that? One of my favorite commentary moments was during Street Fighter Four. Was the California during the twenty fifth and twentieth anniversary? I forgot which one it was. Where David and I commentated the grand finals of Snake Eyes Zangief versus Justin Rufus. Um, for all intents and purposes, one of the most boring matchups that you could possibly imagine in terms of <laughs> defense versus like what can Zangief do and all this stuff like that. And me and David, who love that kind of stuff, we were commentating that match and we were like, oh my God, like, oh, that was so smart. Look at how he's controlling the space and blah, 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 blah. And everybody at home watching got super hyped about the match. And it was everybody in the venue who couldn't hear commentary we were like, oh, kill me now kill me now but a whole <laughs> bunch of people at home were like dude that was so hype like that was great commentary and blah 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 and that was one of my most proud moments that i felt like david and i really killed it in terms of like you know and it was also because both of us appreciate that kind of game so we were both general genuinely into it but you know I, I that was always been one of my most proud commentary moments that we turned that into something so exciting for the viewers at home so I, I, I don't just mean to talk from a commentator's perspective. That's just the one that I have for mm -hmm. the most part. But I do think that it's really useful to recognize that there's all these different reasons that people are involved yeah. from a bunch of different angles, whether you're designing the games or running the tournaments or whatever like mm -hmm. you're doing, you're just watching whatever it is. Uh, there's all these different reasons, and you can sort of ignore... If you if you ignore any parts of that, you're going to lose people. You're going to lose some, mm -hmm. some of the people. But if you instead are trying to pay attention to all the different reasons, then hopefully you'll retain more people, you'll be able to find more 
viewers and players in the future. And I, you know, I think that's <laughs> going to be better for everybody. Yeah. Rio has a funny question. Rio Ayanami has a question. Just a question. Are you all talking about commentary during game or outside of a game? Because I think people prefer different styles for each in the FGC. Mm. Uh, one of the things I just do want to say is that, yeah, David and I, I mean, we used to talk about commentary all the time. I still remember after one of the NCR events, we were all at a dinner and me and David were like, how do you think commentary went today? And David was like, oh, I think it went good. I think we could have did this a little bit more. And another commentary at the table was like, you guys talk about this? <laughs> He's like, everyone, you, actually, everyone did. you actually well, talk they, about it, this? It became, it became common, but uh, yeah. was that, was that Z? Yeah. His biggest problem is that he never had a consistent partner to exactly. commentate that's, with. That's what he said. Yeah. He just yeah. wished that he had somebody who he could talk about it with. Mm -hmm. And whenever he would come commentate with us or with anybody, uh, you know, when we were at the same events is what I should say. Uh, we always talked about it. He was very interested mm -hmm. in, in like how to, do whatever better, like whatever he wanted to work on. And we talked about it a lot. And I could always tell that like, it's something he wanted to talk about more yeah. and just didn't have very many opportunities to. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have like a, a James Chen or an ultra David, but any, if I, I shouldn't say if any time, if I respect you as a commentator, when our set is done, I'll usually talk to you about it. Yeah. Unless it's somebody, well, I mean, I don't know. I commentated with Sam countless times, and I guess we never really talked about it. But usually, usually, I, I would ask like whoever I worked with that what they thought, mm -hmm. you know, of the commentary, and, and I, I just assumed everybody did. That. I think I that's know. a that's great. Weird. No, I don't think that's true. I think most people don't. But mm -hmm. uh, at, over the years, more people did, and I think you can see that for the most part, the people who did are people who have ended up like yeah. having a little bit more success. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's categorically true, but. I think that is in general true. So I'm not surprised to hear that you do it. I mean, that, that makes sense to me as well. You know, anyway, I didn't mean to just go off on this con this commentary. <laughs> yeah, we completely left. I the can't topic imagine why thought. three yeah. commentators would all of a sudden go on a commentary tangent, right? Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> oh, For sure. Man. Yeah, I mean, Z, uh, he would, he was aware that he would not be able to stop himself from saying things. Yeah. Not that it was like a compunction or whatever, but like he would, he would often, we didn't bring it up to him. He would sometimes come up to us and be like, I would, I'm trying not to always say stupid stuff on the mic. Like, how do I do that? <laughs> you know, for Especially in SF4 when he really liked the game, he was knowledgeable, like he, and he was, he was excitable and excited. He had a lot of really good stuff. And then he would make like just some horrible off color joke. A lot of funny stuff something terrible and off color and he, like he wasn't able to like figure he, out what yeah he knew it was moment. off color it's just by the exactly. time it came out he he we were talking about this was our literally our conversation was people have this filter like when i'm on commentary like when i'm streaming people are like oh my god james is dropping f-bombs and it's like dude i drop f-bombs like in every other sentence in my normal life right like that's just how it is but when i'm on commentary there's this filter that everything passes yeah. through and you like there have been jokes that i'm about to say that i'm like no this is not good and z's filter doesn't exist and he's talked right. about this he's acknowledged this. he's well, like i don't know how to get that to set up and when something comes into my head to stop myself from saying it before it comes out, you know? And so he knew it was a problem, but uh, he just had trouble doing that. And it's interesting because yeah. again, everybody has a different brain, man. You can't expect everybody to just yeah. be like, bam, I have a filter. It works. You know, like it's right. just, it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I credit myself with having a stutter, especially when I was younger. 
and needing to pay attention to what word I was starting a sentence with, because I could only start a sentence if it was with particular words or sounds. So I needed huh. to be able to figure out what word to say, or if there was a word I wanted to say that I felt like I couldn't really start a sentence with, how could I then, like, what was the synonym for that? Or oh, what was the way I could like fold the sentence in a different direction, start it off in a different spot, and then like lead into that word instead? So right. I've been doing that for 30 years, just it turned out. And so when it comes to something like commentary, I'm already paying attention to how I have to talk. Right that's, now, as I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm paying attention to that because dude, I, I feel never... like if I say the wrong thing, I could, I could not have it come out. <laughs> I've never known that. That's actually really cool. I, I'm surprised I yeah. haven't heard that story before. That's really, that's really neat, actually. It's really yeah. cool. Nice. I just have a lisp. I don't have a cool thing like that. Your, your <laughs> thing is actually unique and cool. I just can't say S's properly. <laughs> it's all good. I've never noticed the lisp before from you, to be honest. You've never noticed my lisp? Yeah, what? I guess I just never... You I, will now, man. It's I processed bad. it it's normally, bad. but now, yeah, I'm going to no, notice it, it all day. It's, it's, it's pretty notable. I mean, you're not the first person to tell me that they didn't notice. Mm -hmm. And it comes out, A, if I'm drinking real bad, oh, but B... Okay. Which I'm not going to do on commentary, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but B, certain words really trigger it. Okay. So that makes sense. Maybe that's why you don't notice it. But yeah, I, I, on commentary, I try not to say S word or words that end with S because when it ends with S, it's really, really, really huh. obvious. Interesting. Starting not so bad. You okay. just said obvious, and it sounded okay. I mean, yeah. look, yeah, I, I can do it. It's just not yeah. every word. It's, right. just, yeah. it's messed up. I man. hear you. I hear you. It's messed up. I've I've noticed it. I mean, it's. Yeah, of course, but I've never thought it was a big deal. It doesn't sound, hmm. you know. Yeah, most people don't don't either notice or care. So I'm yeah, lucky right. on that regard, I guess. For sure. All right. All right. Well, we I guess it. that's it for all that. Okay. Oh, dang. Perfect timing, too. Look at that. Nice. Woo! Okay. We're nailing it. Game. We are nailing it. Game. What do we got here? Other game news we're getting to now. Let's talk about Power Rangers Battle for the Grid because Scorpina. The final season three DLC character has been announced. Uh, available now, I believe that on the 8th is when she's coming out. You can get her a la carte for $5.99, or the season three pass is $14.91 with uh, Lauren, Sheba, and Robert James as well. Uh, I saw the trailer. She looks cool, as many of the characters in that game do, in terms of uh, options and movement and all that sort of stuff. Check that out if you're interested. In addition, Street Fighter V, Skullomania has come to Street Fighter V. <laughs> didn't didn't he didn't Ryu already have a Skullomania outfit? Negative. No, no, he did not. I could have swore he did. There were Negative. there's artwork with him in the Skullomania outfit. Oh, Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Negative. But we G well, G yeah. is Skullomania. Sure. Did you think it would if you had heard Skullomania is gonna be an SF5 as an alternate costume for one character, which character would you have guessed? Would it have been G? No. 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 Rashid. No. Clearly Rashid, right? Because Skullomania I... twirls around, you know, he's nimble, he has Skullslide, Skullhead, you know, like things like that. And so I don't know, I would have picked probably like Nash. Nash maybe? as well, yeah. I... Maybe Zeku. Zaku. Yeah, Zeku could be one because he has a scarf, anyways. Dude, he could have mm. been—he could have been Skullomania and Shadow Geist. That actually would have been really sick. Actually, what if it was Skullomania and Young Zeku, but old—or no, I guess it should be the opposite. Old Zeku is Skullomania. Young Zeku is uh, Salaryman. That That'd would be cool. funny. That would be hilarious. <laughs> now, that would be cool. I, I anyway, don't like. It's G. I don't like. And it. he has—he has the top hat on. I just want to say. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
He has a top hat and also it's Skullmania. Anyway. I don't think uh Skull I don't think G should have been Skullmania. However, I get it maybe because they're thinking G doesn't have enough costumes and so they're probably trying to skew it that way a little bit more. Sure. Look, I, I will say this. Street Fighter V, I mean, Tubo's been saying nice things about the game. I really think that they've been kind of failing it on a lot of the costume decisions of who gets what. Like, how Karen did not get the Devilot costume still blows <laughs> my mind to this day. Like, I don't understand that. Both of them do the Ojo Sama laugh. Oh! <laughs> Like, the, both of the characters do that. Like, why would you not make Karin the devil lot? Like, that just makes no sense to me. Um, you know, uh, I still think Nikali should have been the Felicia because then her V-Skill 2 would have been a hairball. I mean, come on, how great would that have been if she just leaned down and, like, spit out this giant of, of cat hair furball? It's already a disgusting V-Skill. I don't think it doesn't need to be grosser. <laughs> If you don't own a cat, I feel like you have a totally different conception of what a hairball is yep. than if you own a cat. Yeah, that's true. I did not if know you, what it was. Before we had a cat, I thought a hairball was a ball of hair. I thought <laughs> oh, it was just going to come out. No, it was going to be like a tumbleweed, like tumbling yeah. out of the cat. No, it's, it's straight up puke with hair in it. They're yeah. pooping from their mouths. I yeah, literally thought girl. my cat pooped on my carpet the first time I saw the hairball. <laughs> I thought the cat pooped on my carpet and I was so mad. And it was only until like the fourth time I cleaned it up that I really noticed that it wasn't poop, that it was just gross, disgusting hair. And I was I'm like... I'm so glad my cat doesn't do them. It's, it makes me feel great. <laughs> <Eat> it, suckers. <laughs> oh man, it's so gross, dude. And so it would have been perfect for that V-Skill too. But, you know, I don't like Manat as Felicia. I mean, yeah, they gave her a ball of yarn. That's kind of funny, but I didn't think it worked yeah. out. And I don't like the the the, the G and Skullo thing, but whatever, whatever. It's, it's the way it works, so. Well... Yeah. People have been speculating that Skullomania was going to be the last character announced for Street Fighter V. People have been speculating that it's going to be somebody from the Arika games. Mm -hmm. Do you think this means not Skullomania? Or do you think that this means probably from somebody in Fexel is going to be the last character? Because that, at this point, I've been so many crossover costumes. It doesn't disqualify Skullomania. I mean, Gil... And right. Urian, <laughs> yeah. Urian has the Gil, the bogus Gil costume, and then they put Gil in the game. Yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, Gil will never be in the game now." And then all of a sudden, so it doesn't disqualify Skullomania, but also I still feel like the more Fexel stuff they add to the game, the less likely it is that it's a Fexel character. Wow. Okay. I still feel that way right. for sure. I remember you. I could be way off that. base, but I, I just think it's too on the nose. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of characters and announcements and stuff, if you recall, they had a roadmap for the future of Street Fighter V, and it said that Dan, a new stage, new costumes, new balance, mm -hmm. and a new battle mechanic would be out in winter 2020. Well, yes. winter 2020 has basically three weeks left. <laughs> no word on anything like that. There is currently a an outage uh, as they're doing stuff on the back end. You know, servers are down. Yeah. Is it Dan? No. Not, there's no not way. Dan. There's not. no way. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. But there's only a few weeks left. So I wonder if maybe this is getting pushed back because we haven't had any word on it. 
Is this getting pushed uh, back? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, right? If it's, I mean, it's COVID year. Like, it's, I, don't know, I mean, yeah, that's what I imagine. It's going to be a little like weird. maybe their conception of winter 2020 is that it's the winter that includes 2020, which in maybe that goes until February of 2021. Oh, I yeah, see what you're saying. I mean, I feel like that's what they were trying to say. I mean, winter that starts in 2020 into right. that's, right. yeah. I mean, I I think if it was going to be delayed, they would have said so by now. Because I think Capcom is kind of a little bit more cognizant of that kind of stuff right now. You know, uh, I still think it has the potential to come out. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I was going to play Street Fighter V on stream again because I just haven't played it in so long and I kind of missed it and I wanted to play it. But then I was like, you know what? I'll just wait until Dan comes out and the patches come out because... Lucia will get one completely useless, insignificant buff, and then uh, I'll go ahead and try to see how well I do from that point forward. Because no, I I joke about that because they have no data on this character, dude. They they don't know probably what to do with this character, honestly. Um, so I still I'm holding out hope that it's gonna come out probably late December. I I would have guessed around like maybe twenty like nineteenth, twenty first, or something like that. You know, I, I I still think that there's a chance that it'll come out uh, this month, and I I really hope so because um, uh, I'm excited. I want to know what the new mechanics are, dude. I want to know yeah. what the new mechanics, and I want totally. to I do want Lucia to get buffed. I don't want her to get so buffed that she's like everybody plays her now because I think that would be boring. Mm. But, you know, mm. uh, I definitely would like to see some QOL changes. And I'm trying not to hype my mind up for good buffs. That's yeah, all. So. Probably not a lot. Probably yeah. not a lot. Yeah, yeah look, it could still be in 2020. Yeah, for sure. I don't mean to say that it's not going to be. And winter doesn't technically start until the 21st or 22nd. I forget this year. But yeah. whatever. That's... When people say winter, like, they don't literally mean the season between december 21st and march 21st they mean when it's cold out exactly right. they mean when it's cold out which is basically like well depends on where you live i guess right but like late november to early march something like that it's like yeah. more or less but i mean about. they literally said winter 2020 2020 is definitely the bigger exclamation mark than the winter part you know what well I mean? you, so. you can't say winter 2021 because then people assume at the end of 2021 right, right. yeah i guess that's true so I, I i really feel like it's probably january february before we get the update mm -hmm. maybe they mean winter in the southern hemisphere and it came out in july so it's I already really been out this whole time yeah i really doubt that yeah, it's already been out <laughs> That's why right. uh, we just forgot all right. to, what else we forgot to highlight Ryu news? and then highlight uh, Guile and then highlight T-Hawk and then Cammy, then go back to Ryu, hit start and three punches. And that's that'll give us the, the, the character right there. There it is. Yeah. DBFZ. More info about the next season three DLC character will be revealed during Japan's national championship finals. That's okay. all I got. Nice. But there will be more info. Please look forward to that. That's on December 20th, the next Season 3 DLC character. Who do you want it to be, Tolo? You're the only one of us who knows any uh, character. I want it to be Bulma in a mech suit. I've wanted Bulma in a mech suit since Season 1. Wow, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I really I really wanted her to be in like one, a mech suit that she created so she could keep up with the fighters. And the backstory can be she's mad that people are beating up Vegeta or something, whatever. Sick. But yeah, that, that's, that's what I want. I want more female representation in the game. There's not enough. Mm. And yeah. that's because there's just not that many 
female fighters in Dragon Ball lore. Like, there just really isn't. I mean, I know, so it's I tough. know someone who really wants Khalif. Khalifa is her name, I think it is, or something like there, that. That's that character is kind of already in the game. It's the fusion. Capital. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So well, I mean, that yeah, hasn't stopped that hasn't movie. stopped them from putting in ninety Gokus in the game, right? I mean, you are one hundred percent correct, James. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I hope it's not another Goku, but I've been also saying that since season one, because the game does. I mean, the 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 lore of Dragon Ball is so deep that right. they could go wild and add so many characters, and they kind of. Have and haven't at the same time. I don't know. I want Bulma in a mech suit. That's all I know. That sounds cool. All right, let's move on to community news. Microsoft bought Smash GG. How about they that? Did. So they did, yeah. there's not a lot of info that I've seen out there, at least in terms of how much did they pay? What does this mean exactly? But Smash GG had a statement in which they said that this doesn't mean that they're going to be only doing Microsoft stuff. Instead, this just means they're going to get additional resources and support. Mm -hmm. So for some people, I mean, I made a joke on Twitter that they're only going to be doing Microsoft stuff, but I don't think that's going to be right, right? I think that they're, Microsoft is Microsoft doing better, okay, in some ways. Microsoft bought GitHub a couple years ago, and they've actually been doing a good job when it comes to having that be okay still they didn't ruin that there's still a lot of open source stuff on there they're still doing a good job in terms of allowing people to host things there so yeah maybe they won't ruin it but in any case like i'm happy for the smash gg folks i'm i hope at least that that was a big payout for them and i hope that there will be additional resources well that would be great it's interesting because i had actually heard rumors that smash gg was going to go away that, that everybody really, would hear those rumors. Yeah, everybody's uh, hearing. That, oh, that, that well, I don't the, remember. People okay. keeping it, maintaining it, just couldn't do it anymore, or something like that. So this is good news that you know it'll help them keep it around. But I mean, Microsoft, like you said, has been doing a lot of things like that, and uh, one of them was the Classic Tetris World Championships was sponsored by Xbox, Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S for a tournament that was being played on the NES, you know? <laughs> right. So, um... Well, when it comes to gaming stuff, Microsoft has made it very clear that they really don't care about exclusives anymore. Right. Like, they straight up told Nintendo, like, if you guys want us to put Halo on your system, we'll do it. Yeah. So, like, they, they don't really necessarily care about exclusive stuff anymore, so I do think it's a good thing that they're sponsoring a event ran on the nes you know like i think that's yeah i think that's totally cool and okay what i'm worried about is like when they bought skype (laughs) they ruined skype like how do you ruin at the time skype was like the only face-to-face messaging program that people used it was never good okay i mean it was never good but they made it worse somehow (laughs) and that's that's crazy to me like i don't it doesn't compute but yeah, like you said with GitHub, they, they've made some good choices. With Xbox stuff, they've been making good choices with a Game Pass and things like that. That's so true, yeah. maybe they've turned a new leaf, and this means nothing but good things. What I think it actually means is that Microsoft is interested in getting into more esports stuff. Yeah, I right. think they want to have proprietary bracket software. So when people join their Halo whatever tournament in a year when the game comes out, they direct them to Smash EG because it's their own thing. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if that just means we get a Smash.gg app, then you know, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> oh man! But I, I mean, someone definitely that. did put up a picture of Clippy on Smash.gg after that news. <laughs> so you know, I think it, who I think would who would put a 
make a joke about Clippy and Smash GG. That's not very nice. <laughs> was that you who did that? <laughs> yes, it was. It was? Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone. Someone. I did not did know it. it was actually you. You guys okay. sitting to my right. Okay, okay. Sorry, I yeah. did not know. Dude, it was hilarious. The way that I knew that it was a successful meme is that after I posted it, within two minutes, two of my friends then also saved that picture to their hard drives, re-uploaded it with their own take on the meme. So shout-outs to the copycatters out there. Dude, I... sure that I did a good job. I've actually discovered the secret to getting large engagement on Twitter. This is just a total aside here, but I've discovered the Fearless. secret of it. Is all you have to do is mention superstar Bollywood actor Shah Rukh Khan and uh, compliment him. And then right. all of a sudden, you... Uh, dude, I mentioned that on Twitter, and I got like 70 bazillion retweets and just everybody liking it from the what? Bollywood fans and everything. Yo, yeah, he's super famous. There are definitely people who are name-searching that guy all the time. Yeah, wow. Shah, Rukh Khan, wow. Shah Rukh Khan is arguably the most famous and popular actor in the planet because of the population of India and all of the Middle East and stuff like that. Wow. If you've actually That's seen awesome. a Bollywood That's movie awesome. with Shah Rukh Khan in there, which I have, that man is charismatic, dude. Like, there's mm. just something about when he acts, you're just like, you just like pay attention. He, he's he got something there. And cool. uh, yeah, I tweeted it because one of the players from Pakistan named himself Shah Rukh Khan you know, the Tekken players. And I was right. like, oh, that's funny because Shah Rukh Khan's a famous Bollywood actor who's really good and da-da-da-da-da. And then I just got like, I, like that thing got retweeted for like five days or something like that. It was crazy. It was insane, All right. dude. There you go. That's one way to yeah. do it. Uh, just wanted to briefly address that the Capcom Cup community vote is still going. You have another, I think, 10 days to get your final vote in there. This is for who the final player will be in Capcom Cup. But uh, whenever that happens. Mm -hmm. Right now, Zenith from Brazil is still leading mm -hmm. in that okay. vote. Tokido is right close behind him, only a few hundred. I think it's 10,000 and some to 10,000 and slightly less. And then there's a gap of a couple thousand, and then Punk, and then a gap of like a thousand, and then Luffy. So he's at like 7,000. And then after that, everybody else is pretty far behind. Sako's at like 4,000. Some people are at, you know, double digits still. So there's a pretty big gap between Zenith and, and Tokido and everybody else at this mm -hmm. stage. So if you'd like to, you know, support whoever you want to in that to get into Capcom Cup, now is the time. You got another week and a half to do it. Also, there was a Polygon Street Fighter 3 oral history article yeah. that James wanted to talk about. I yeah. haven't seen this, So they did I'm curious the, about this. Remember I made the comment that they did the alpha one and they were like interviewing people that was from like EGM and stuff and I was like, oh, oh, this is cool. Like what would be the chances of them, you know, asking me for questions and stuff like that? Haha, <laughs> never happens. Yeah. And then I was in the article and I was like, that's yeah. right, I did answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thing ever. yeah this is the this is the this is the continuation of that where they talk about street fighter 3 and it is fascinating to read about it because one all, dude it is like one of the most negative things i've ever seen where they're just like we didn't know what we were doing like god none of nobody working on this game knew anything about fighting games and da -da 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 and all this stuff like that and and it's really funny because it also kind of 
I know I say this all the time that I don't like the cast of Street Fighter 3 and like that's all they talk about. They're like, God, the cast was so uninteresting. That's probably why it wasn't successful. Nobody liked these characters. Like, who the hell were these guys? And da 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 and all this stuff like this. And you know, <laughs> it's just like Poor <laughs> Remy. You know, they're just they're just hitting the nail on the head, you know. <laughs> but uh this is a uh, the oral history of Street Fighter Three on Polygon, so you can read this on Polygon. And it's just really fascinating to sit there and read about it. But, you know, they did say by the time it got the third strike that they kind of figured things out. Although my quote in there about third strike is not probably surprisingly particularly negative. But I was just saying that it wasn't as popular as people thought it was back then like when it oh, came yeah. out like everybody was like like everybody now probably thinks when third strike came out we were like wow the perfect fighting game is among us and like everybody like crowded and play like nobody oh, cared man. about third strike when it came out like literally nobody cared nobody played it nobody did anything Mar yeah. that was marvel 2 days right cvs2 yeah SD. but there's way better fighting games to play out there than third strike yeah that didn't even change for a while that didn't change mm -hmm. for years it wasn't until the early mid 2000s 0304 even beyond that that third strike like really became the biggest street fighter game mm -hmm. in the u.s yeah there's like two or three things that people credit to was this it was when videos first started getting shared and there was this awesome 5v5 match that showed up that nuki was commentating i think and it was where the makoto player did the touch of death on akuma oh, yeah. that none of us had seen but all the ganajin combos that was where we first heard hey hey Hey, yeah. hey, hey, and that video yeah. made it really popular. And then the Evo exhibition, the 5v5, when Tokido uh, unblockable Justin to death and stuff like that. And then, of course, the Daigo Perry, you know, those things all kind of skyrocketed Third Strike into the status that it's at. Uh, I knew a days. lot of players in the late 2000s who were playing Third Strike because of the Daigo Perry yep. video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. On that boat. Uh, right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Continue on. Okay, uh, just a couple other things on this front, on community front. Uh, Too Easy, a Mortal Kombat player who's been really, really stepping it up, super good now, mm -hmm. has been picked up by the Pittsburgh Knights. This is an esports team that's actually a big esports team, and they have a partnership with the Steelers. Like, they have major big investors. This is not like a podunk team. Uh, so congrats that's to cool. Too Easy for getting the, what I hope is, don't know, what I hope is a good deal. Uh, I really hope that's the case in any case. And yeah, shout outs to him. I also, I looked it up on their website just to be like, who owns this? Because I knew it was big, but I just wanted to investigate. It's my business, basically. Uh, and then uh, I read this line on there. I think it's hilarious. Adding to our troop is Pittsburgh Penguins alternate captain, Evgeny Malkin, who's a super good NHL player. Uh, yeah, one of the best. One of the best. And then, okay, so this is adding to our troop is Pittsburgh Penguins alternate captain, Evgeny Malkin, XX time X award winner. Which means that they put this text in there, intending to update it with oh, no. the number that he's won whatever award, and they oh, just no. forgot. <laughs> oh. He's won the XXX award several times. Yeah. Cracked up so hard when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. That's like uh, uh, anyway, that's like talking about you know that the, talking about how you know Capcom is going to reveal some information about KOF 15 in January, right? Oh yeah. Lastly, for community news, Sonic Fox uh, got the 30 under 30 from Forbes. So yeah, yeah, that's, that. that's so cool. <laughs> that's nice. Cool. And, in yeah, there's... and like as when it happened, they put up on Twitter like 
I don't really know what this is, but I guess this is cool. Like, what yeah. if, like they were just like, I don't Yeah, no Sonic Fox didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all we got. Uh, there were a few tournament results briefly. Uh, the Dragon Ball Fighters National Championships are now over for the U.S. West and for Spain. Uh, Jonathan Tanay won it in the U.S. West, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that was cool. Very unexpected. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not following the scene, right? But before they announced the players that were in the national championships for the U.S. West, I hadn't heard of them. So, I mean, that's that's my bad, right? I don't mean to cast any, any aspersions. And on he it. immediately that's took that's the Twitter to say, regular old Super Saiyan Goku is a top five anchor in the game. So he used <laughs> his platform to make a bunch of people mad right away. I like this guy already. That's sick, yeah. Is that a, that's a controversial opinion? Uh, no, he's just like the only person to ever think that like the one of the most bland characters in the game is a ridiculous top five anchor. So he, he said his mix is unseeable is what he said. Wow. And that's just like, I, I I don't play the game regularly anymore, but I don't see how that's true. Okay. So I don't, I don't know, man. Whatever. He's a better player than me, though. I'm sure yeah, he knows more than I do. Sure. Uh, all right. And then there was the Tekken online challenge in Japan that occurred. This was won by Liquid Gen with Fakumron. You also had the Mortal Kombat Pro competition started. Uh, Liga Latina began... Over the weekend, it's going to be continuing as we talked about uh, last week. Uh, so this is four different regions for the LATAM right. region. And Mexico's first week was won by LSI Scorpion. LATAM North by T7G G Viper. LATAM South by CL Zoro Hockey. And then Brazil's was won by Sangue Frio. And it was cool, man. Uh, so Sangue Frio's dad was in the chat, which is pretty sick. That he's like in there. One of the finals had a Cetrion mirror. One of the finals had a Jackie mirror. One of the other finals had a Cetrion in it. And the last final had a Jackie in it. So <laughs> we'll see how this goes moving forward. Um, yeah. Look, Ultimate has a lot of changes that will be, you know, dust will settle still. We don't know all the stuff. But those characters do seem really good. I don't know that they seem like you need to be playing them good, but. They're good for sure. I mean, and then, are, they, are they still similar enough to previous, you know, pre-patch that it's easy yeah. to to do well with them? Basically, right. So that's kind yeah. of what I'm guessing. Yeah, that's a part of it. I'm sure. Yeah. And then the last tournament I wanted to talk about was the classic Tetris World Championship. Yeah. James Chen commentated. Wow! 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 We are among a legendary commentary god right now. For sure. <laughs> that thing was a. Uh... What an interesting storyline here. What a sick kind of situation here. I mean, the winner of this tournament was a player named Dog, who was 13 years old. And second place was his brother, Pixelated Andy, who is 15 years old. So the combined age of these two players was 28, which is younger than the existence <sighs> of NES Tetris. That's just... That's you know, so depressing. It's just, just going to get wilder, you know? In 2050, there's going to be the CTWC. We're going to be like part robot, all of us. I know. And, <laughs> and there will be kids whose grandparents grew up playing in uh, in classic World Treasures. Yeah. Or maybe even not. Maybe not. There will, there will be kids whose grandparents were born in this millennium at that stage. Anyway, <laughs> time will move on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just really crazy because, you know, both of them 
got into it because they watched the 2018 Tetris Championships, right? And so they just saw it and were like completely enthralled by it and they decided to get into it. And of course, you know, the, 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 all the storylines going into this was that, you know, we had kind of seen the writing on the wall. All the old players were Daz players. That's how they played because there just wasn't any sort of, you know, idea that there was any better way to play it because hyper tapping just wasn't a real thing, right? Hyper tapper sure. started coming up and pixelated Andy was a Daz player. He was a Daz player. He played with Daz, but then Dog, he couldn't beat Dog anymore. He couldn't beat his brother who was a hyper tapper. So he switched to hyper tapping. <laughs> and uh, there was no Daz player in top eight. Not a right. single one of them made it there. So what's, what's the difference between each of these things? So yeah, Daz... Uh, is basically when you hold the control. Oh God, I unplugged. It's when you, it's when you cut off the stream immediately. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, there oh, it is. It's no, back. Okay, you're okay good. there it is. Okay, but oh, basically, dear. Daz is when you hold the controller. The camera stopped looking at James, but Tubo and I sitting in the same room. We're still on it. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> uh, Dad, Daz is uh delayed auto shift i think it is basically but when you hold the control direction on the controller you know how when you hold a key on the keyboard it goes s s s s s s s s s s s like that right yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's what happens on nest tetris you hold right the piece goes beep, 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 like that to the side now sure. the thing is if you keep holding that the next piece that comes in just comes in and goes beep, 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 right away it doesn't sure, have yeah. that little initial delay so there's a way to maintain this Basically, if you hold the direction and the piece slides and you let go of the direction and don't ever touch the controller again when the piece touches down and locks in, in the few frames between the piece locking down and the next one jumping in, you can hold left or right and the next piece comes in with Daz already at max. Okay. So you had to learn how to move the piece and drop it exactly where it needed to go. No, no adjustment at the last second to maintain Daz. And if you didn't do that, there was heights that you literally just couldn't move the line piece to the side uh, at, by the time you get to speeds uh, 19 and above and such, right? And so basically level 29. So the speed doesn't increase until level 19 because they start on 18 and then when it gets to 19 it's the same speed all the way up until level 29 and then when it gets to level 29 it speeds up even faster to the point where daz basically had no chance of surviving so this was called the kill screen 29 was basically the kill screen you had to get your max out 999999 before you got to the kill screen because that's was game over Okay. It's not like that anymore because of the hyper tappers out there. Hyper tapping is basically hit the controller as fast as you can and you can do it faster than what Daz actually does. So that, that thing, that speed there, they just go and the pieces can move as fast as faster than huh. that. And so you'll see people play like this. They actually play with the controller up and down like this. Some people play it like on their chest because they had to learn a new grip to put the controller on the screen because you had to see the controller on the screen as you were playing. That was part of the rule uh, for the tournament to make sure nobody was cheating or anything like that. You have to use a nest pad. There's no hit boxes. None of these other things. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I can't wait till all these NESs die and people start playing on hitbox. Yeah, <laughs> actually it's a coming up. This is conversations coming up and I even personally talk to them about it because they've recreated classic tetris on tetris effect and yeah, if yeah, that you mentioned it before yeah if that takes over 
that's going to be it. That's like, we're now you have to talk about the controller conversation. And I was like, we need to talk about this now. Like I did to the Tekken community and they didn't listen to me for a year. And then the cross up came out and then they were like, what do we do? And I was like, I warned you guys about this. Um, <laughs> it's going to be basically the same kind of thing. But the thing is these hyper tabbers are crazy. And Joseph, the, 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 the kid who was 17 years, 16 years old when he won and he beat the seven time champion, Jonas, who was basically the best Daz player out there. Um, you know, when he won it, uh, he had gotten to like level 30 or 31 at that point, you know, and people are like, oh my God, people have lived past the kill screen now. The record currently is 38. There is a player named oh. Eric out there who has gotten to level 38 on Tetris. And if you had talked to all these Tetris players even three years ago and say that there is a potential someone could get to level 39 nowadays, like they would have just been like, whatever. Like, it's just not a thing. And, is, and there, is there a, a speed shift beyond 29? Does it? I don't think it. Faster? I don't think it or does. Do people know. Has that never been discovered? The, no, they have discovered. I don't know the answer to the question, though. I'll have to look it up. They've discovered yeah, I was going to say there has to be, like, tool-assisted runs yes. that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tool-assisted. Right. Tool-assisted. They definitely figure that out, so... Uh, but I mean, even like Kuzi is talking, Cookies is talking about this in the chat. Cookies are yum. I have to say the whole name because that's a great name. <laughs> um, especially those two dollar cookies too. Those 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 ones sometimes can hit the spot, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Joseph has talked about potential carpal tunnel. Some people are saying that the that the eventual winning strategy might be a combination of Daz and hyper tapping, so you don't kill your hand in a big giant 128 man tournament, you know, sure. so that you can hyper tap uh, only once you get to level 19 and above. But I mean, again, everybody's learning hyper tapping now. And, you know, they talked about it on the stream. You know, the classic Tetris World Championships has always been one of those old man reunions, right? It's like everyone got together and one week before the event, they started practicing a little bit again, just to make sure that they can play. Jonas would kill it. Yeah, Jonas would kill everybody. Then Joseph came and did this. And now all of a sudden, like everybody is like trying to be hardcore. And in fact, people say that Good. Jonas is a better player now than he even was two years ago as a Daz player. But Daz just honestly doesn't have any hope in this future. Because yeah. now we've had like before max out, if you maxed out, which is getting nine, 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 which is the max, the score even read in the game. However, Trey has it so that he calculates the score outside of that. And so he displays the score above that. So we know, but before when you maxed out, that was pretty much a guaranteed win. Like you'd qualify. Like if you maxed out in the qualification round, you're in the top 24 or top 16 or whatever like that. This year, Joseph maxed out seven games in a row during his qualification phase. And they had to count the number of max outs as the, who, how you qualified and then have the highest non-max out score just in case of ties and stuff like that. Like, And then during the tournament, we had max out versus max out matches where surviving during level 31 actually came into play. Like one player actually was trying to live at level 31 and he tr tried to beat the score and he just couldn't do it, you know? like. It's huh. crazy what's going on in this scene, dude. It's nuts. I really enjoyed watching 
you know, Kentley and I, my wife and I watched mm-hmm. a lot of it. And she was, I mean, she played video games when she was younger. And then she basically didn't for like the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not even when we started going out, did she pick it up again? I mean, this was like the last like two years, maybe at most, maybe a year where like she's gotten kind of back into it again right. so now like we watch like carl sagan videos for mario maker and, oh, nice. we, and we watched um agdq and stuff and she saw me watching this on the screen in our in our living mm-hmm. room and she was enthralled dude and and she like learned all the lingo like on the fly and by the end of it i told james this uh she was like popping off at the screen about how like the player needed to like solve his or he needed to get this dirty tetris right before the transition <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like all of the like lingo on deck like all of a sudden we had a really That's really cool, cool. Uh, she was even texting me a bunch of stuff too she was always like oh my god this is what's happening here can you explain this to me james what's going on yeah. and then she She's also texted nerd. me when she saw my cats of course <laughs> yeah but yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. And shout outs to the team again. This is the first time that we've ever done this in uh, online, right? And so it's crazy that we were doing this. The online client that everybody uses was created by Trey Harrison, one of the guys who runs the whole entire thing, you know. And third place, as a result, was a player from Indonesia named Nenu. Yeah, that's cool. And there's no way he would have been able to make it to Portland Retro Gaming Expo in the US to play this. But he got oh. third place and he was only be able able to play it because two of the players. So, you know, there's the catchphrase boom Tetris for Jeff uh that that Chris Tang popularized one year. It just became a a, a meme and so now we say boom Tetris for blah every single time when people are playing well Jeff of that uh, lore Jeff Moore and his wife actually sent Nenu the Nintendo like because yeah. he didn't have access oh, to cool. one so they gifted one to him because he I, I'm not sure how they knew of him but they knew he was good and he didn't have access to the actual Nintendo because I think he was only playing on emulators and stuff like that and so someone else got him the cartridge in fact during the losers finals his power went out because his vill like the the block the village area that he lived in lost all the power he had one of it his wasn't, it wasn't during a live match yeah oh, okay, uh, it was okay. in between matches and um a friend of his happened to be awake at like seven in the morning in indonesia and they drove to his house and he had to reset up the CRT, the Nintendo, the camera, so they could see his hands and everything like that, just to play again. And yeah, finishing third place, I mean, you could tell the chat was rooting for him so much because it would have been yeah. such a Rocky Balboa story if he had uh, managed to Ooh, even get to grand finals. Uh, he, he didn't. Got, he, but, yeah, he got kind of dunked in that one. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure that a big part of that was just the frazzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that whole wild situation you know yeah and it was like five miles away yeah like cookies are saying in chat but again the story of having it be the two brothers in grand finals with pixelated andy going up two zero and then dog coming back three games in a row to win it at three to two was really really Ooh. impressive so if that was my brother i would never let him forget <laughs> it he could beat me yeah. for the rest of my life i wouldn't care i have that one moment to hold over his head dude for grand sure. finals could have been from texas to Indonesia, it ended up being across the hall. 
Like, <laughs> they're literally playing in two bedrooms, like, next to each other, dude. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's cool, man. Was, was there a payout for that? Did those kids get rich? Uh, thanks to the Tetris company, uh, first place got 3000 second place got 1500 So that family actually got 4500 <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, and I mean, considering that, the you know, it's all grassroots and there hasn't been a lot of prize money in the past, you know, to have that much, I think is really important. I'm probably going to talk to the guys about setting up Macharino and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, going, yeah get something yeah. like that going for them and everything. So there's a lot of things. I even talked to them because they were using Discord and people's cameras were all messing up. I was like, OBS Ninja. <laughs> so I'm going to try to help them out and stuff like that. So the payouts are so small because uh, nobody's paying, putting money into it. Where do you get the money from? Prize money is not going to come from nowhere. And so, like I said, this prize money came from the Tetris company itself. But why would the Tetris company want to put all this money into a game that no one can buy right now? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. It can promote Tetris Effect Connected now. So that's one of the reasons why Microsoft was involved with this whole entire thing. So maybe they can get more money, but that it's just all about sponsors. So, you know, you want to think that it's like, oh, let's just put $10,000 into this tournament. It, it just doesn't work that way. It's, it's really freaking hard, man. It's really, really hard. Yep. All right. Well, super good event. I had a blast. Yeah, I highly sorry. recommend everybody watch it. Do you remember the Twitch stream? Name? Classic, classic Tetris. Tetris. It was Classic Tetris. Classic Tetris. Just twitch.tv slash classic Tetris, twitter.com slash classic Tetris. It'll be on youtube.com slash classic Tetris. And I hope that they uh, do another cut for ESPN this year. That'd be sick because they did that last year. And then I can say I've been on ESPN two times now. Yeah, from Tetris. From Tetris. (laughs) All right. Let's go to the upcoming stuff. There's just a little bit to talk about. Uh, This We Play Dragon Temple Mortal Kombat 11 event is this week talked about that mm, a couple weeks ago when they first announced it but this is a tournament happening in kiev in ukraine and it's happening offline it's in person and they flew players there from north america and from europe um so right is that bad is this why kp is in ukraine right now almost for sure ukraine's just uh he's just hanging on ukraine oh Weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Oh. <laughs> oh, you got me. I'll admit it. You totally got me on that one. So okay. Having a good old holiday during COVID time. <laughs> exactly. In Ukraine. Yeah. By the way, I'd love to go to Kiev someday. That city is an ancient capital of culture in that area. Like, I'd love to go there someday, but this is not the time to do it. Um, however, they have actually done a good job, and I wish that they were more out there about what they've done. I don't know why they're not, but they had everybody tested before they went. They had everybody tested when they got there multiple times. They didn't let anybody hang out with each other until that happened. They had everybody just hanging out in their rooms. So they have actually, and even now as they're playing casuals and stuff, they have masks on. So I don't know why they're like not out there with the fact that they're actually being serious about this and testing and trying so, to make it possible. I have a theory on that, David. You know how you, you've said this on the show before and like, you know, just in our personal conversations, you've read stuff from the, the influenza outbreak in the 1920s about yeah. how people just kind of stopped talking about it, right? Oh, okay. I think that people just expect huh. that if you're going to run an offline event, hmm. that that's how you have to go about it. People just are assuming that's that you're true. testing and wearing masks and social distancing. Okay. Why mention it when like 
duh, they're doing that, you know, because uh. Capcom, they didn't mention their all the stuff they did for Street Fighter League. I wish they had in the same. I, I, I mean, I do too. So they, like, they did testing. They did the same kind right. of right, and they have like the glass shield between people, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, I I wish they would talk about that stuff too, just to but, yeah. reassure people that they're taking the right measures, right? But yeah, I think it's just one of those things that like it's kind of just like, duh, we're doing that. We don't want people to die, you know. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. But they are in fact doing those things. So this event has. You know, Mr. Aquaman and Katana Prime and Big D and Ketchup and Mustard and HPT nice. Warrior and Mitsu and a bunch of people. And they have, in terms of players, like a lot of the top players, uh, you know, they have people who most people would know, like Foxy Grandpa and right. Hayate and, did they, did they... and that sort of thing. But they also got people who you probably would only know if you've really been paying attention to the MK scene, like uh, like Verk, uh, who's been a player who's really come up this year, mm-hmm. super, super strong. So I like that they have like both the sort of long-term established players and then players who are really like showing it up in MK11. Sure. Good list of players for sure. Now, did they invite you at all, David, uh, to do commentary? And you just kind of... uh, they did. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that. And you you probably just didn't want to travel, right? You wanted to be Correct. safe. Yeah. Okay. I also and no, I'll, I'll talk about part of why in just a little bit as well. Uh, but as far as how this is going to go, they're going to have a group stage with round robin, best of three. Uh, in two separate groups, and there's going to be double the limb for the top four of each group, so top eight after that. Um, this is going to be December 10th through 13th, so it starts in just a couple of days. Twitch.tv slash WePlayUFL. And they have $60,000 in total on the line for this. Nice. So, I mean, it's, it's big time. It's yeah. Big. Uh, check it out. Uh, that's all for upcoming events. As far as part of the reason here that I'm not going there. Uh, I just want to say first, congrats to Cool Gray AJ and to Raph, aka DS, on their new babies over the last uh, few weeks at this point. Oh. <laughs> and also to uh, Alex Valle. Oh, it's not going to go where you think it is, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, David? No. David? Is this how you chose to tell me his Because no. I'm going to be excited for you. Yeah, I know, right? I, mean, I think we were very all thinking that. On this show. <laughs> we were all thinking I that, dude. Oh, oh, my God. God. I'm so happy for you, but also mad. No. Uh, okay. Also, congrats to Alex Valle, whose partner's going to have a baby as well. That's cool. And thanks, and congrats to Justin Wong for officially getting out of here and moving to Canada. Yeah, yeah I'm so happy for Justin. Yeah, congrats to him on that. And also, congrats, finally, to my sister-in-law and brother for having their first baby. Uh, the first grandchild that my parents have. So congrats oh, to them. nice, okay. That's awesome. Uh, my intention in uh, in not doing the WePlay thing, in addition to just being safe, was that I would go and visit my family uh, okay. for having the baby because you know this was the expected date and now we're not gonna because it's you know covid's never been worse and yeah, yeah. there's there's a stay-at-home order where we live and where <laughs> they live and in fact i looked it up just to be curious and the hotels in that area are not even renting rooms right now so huh. i don't know how we would even do okay. it anyway okay. so that, I mean, we're extremely bummed about that. Like, first, I mean, I have nephews on Kentley's side, on my wife's side, but as far as my brothers and me, this is the first kid, and I would really love to be there, right. but it's just not the time, unfortunately. So, yeah, that sucks, super man. Bummer. Yeah. Man, <laughs> when you were like, I'll get into the reason God. right here, these people God. had babies, and I was like, yeah, David? David? No way. Dude, yeah. <laughs> wow. David? Wow. <laughs> 
man, that's hilarious. Yeah, Justin moved to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So, oh, he'll be back. Well, I mean, he's Justin... only there for two months. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be, he'll back. be back. No, no, no. This one's this one's permanent. No, permanent. This is permanent. He's gone, gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, he oh, I thought he's only been there for two months. We won't never see him again. But yeah, he has moved. He has moved. To... Oh, nice. Good yeah. for him, man. That's mm-hmm. awesome. He want now. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, and unless, of course, you follow Justin and watch all of his streams, he's been separated from his wife and daughter for like the better part of this year, for like maybe ninety percent of this year. Yeah, very long time. It's he's just it's a terrible time because his daughter's young still. Like these are such like formative times to be with her. So they have done like Zoom calls, and they've mm-hmm. you know tried touch in that way. But obviously, it's not going to be as as good. It's not the same thing. Yeah, so I'm super happy that he's gonna be able to be with his wife and his daughter now, and 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 grow up and you know bond with them and everything like that. So, so really happy. And to raise her in the country that you, if you have a choice, which they did, having <laughs> one parent from Canada and one from the U.S. If you had a choice, you made the right one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just a for little, sure. just a little bit. Big bummer. Uh, Sucks yeah. to have to say that, but that's the facts. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Cool. David's not pregnant. No. <sighs> James? I'm glad David's not pregnant because I know I was being safe. But, oh. um, you know, <laughs> I just, uh... David bottom confirmed. Uh, okay. uh, my, uh, I, so I had planned to get a haircut because I, I wanted to go and like see the baby and we were going to take a billion pictures and you know I wanted to like have normal mm-hmm. haircut. Like, oh, that's not happening. And also, uh, the barbershop's closed. So yeah. I don't know when I'm going to get a haircut now. It was supposed to tomorrow, but it's not going to be for some time. Either, either continue growing it out for until COVID's gone or shave your head, coward. I like it, man. I've, you know, I, I think I, it looks good long on both of you. Like I, I, It should mm-hmm. be shaped. Like If I'm going to keep it long, it needs something done to it. Like, <laughs> let it go. Let it go full cave, man. Dude, my mom is yelling at me. She's like, get your hair cut, get your hair cut. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the barber shop. Like, I just don't need to sit in a chair that someone else has been sitting in for, you know, like 30 minutes. I'll suffer through this. And I'll admit, it's annoying. I've developed a lot of, because I'm a person who fidgets and have a lot of bad physical habits and stuff. And I'm very OCD. Well, with my hair getting this long, I end up with a lot of knots in my hair. And so I when I br- when I brush it, it, it gets stuck and everything. So I find myself brushing my hair with my hand all the time. <laughs> Can we talk about your privilege right now, James? Yeah, I f- wow. I, I James find, and David, can I we find, talk about privilege? I find wow. myself brushing my hair all the time like this because I'm trying to pull out knots in my hair. But that it ends up making it worse and I end up pulling hair out of my head all the time. And yeah. I can't stop for some strange reason. And it's really annoying because, like I said, I'm really fidgety. You know what I mean? So I, I just can't help it. Well, you, uh... your, hair, your hair does fall out at, like, a natural rate. Because as I've, got, as I've had long hair, I was initially, as it got long, a little concerned because I started to see, like, more hair show up, like, in the mm-hmm. shower. Mm-hmm. But that's just always been there. And if your hair is short, you don't notice it. Right. <laughs> if your hair is long, you super do notice it. Yeah. So I actually just had a talk yesterday with my wife about like how to how to do hair care if you have long hair. And she was like, <laughs> like how to brush and you know how to use the uh, various products correctly. And anyway, I mean, honestly. 
the worst part about it now is that you're right, absolutely right, David. And the hardest part is my cats are no longer the one that have hair everywhere in my home right now because like yeah. my hair is just, just damn it everywhere right now. It's crazy. And look at Brock, looking good out there. Yeah, looking good out there. Must be nice, guys. Must be nice. <laughs> well, we need to add Vicious to the show yeah. so we can even up the balls back out. <laughs> Then we'll put Paul Save Jam back in there just to skew it again. Man, like he and I thought we were losing our hair at the same time, like five years ago. Because I did actually, like it did. My hairline recessed slightly. Uh huh. And so we were both at the same time, like, well, I guess that's it. And for him, it continued, and for me, it didn't. In fact, I got some of the hairline back, and I don't know how that is possible, but it is what happened for me. And now, and the last time I did commentary with him for CPT, uh, I don't know, last month or whatever, mm -hmm. as soon as we logged on and he saw what I have going on here, these locks, uh, he just couldn't stop talking about <laughs> I'm like, I feel, I feel for him, you know? It's not something I'm going to make a joke about, but... Because the hardest part about it, too, is that he looks good. He, he's a good-looking like guy with bald, and he is so conscious about it. And I, like I said, I think he looks fantastic, you know? I think you like some people have misshapen heads tubbo's head looks looks good his head looks good some people are out there with like weird bumps and weird shapes yeah. and stuff you guys don't have you you also forgot to mention mr li joe i mean that is that is that is the sexy man right there that is the sexy bald man right there so <laughs> all right well on that note david's the bottom and joe is sexy and good night guys that's correct <laughs> I guess we're out of here, everybody. Thanks for hanging out for a while. Have a good week. Uh, what did I say was coming up? Oh, yeah, the uh, We Play thing. Check that out if you're curious. Okay. All right. Burn them. I'm burning them right now. You guys can't hear it, but I'm burning nope. them. So. Burn. Burn it.